guys already know what I'm going to say about this. We are live on the Utreon so we can show the guns. Check this out. Uh, this is the. I, I decided to bring my Bushmaster on the show. I've, I've shown this before, but I decided to bring it on uh, for some reason. I don't know. That was the gun that I wanted to bring on the show tonight. So we do this live from Utreon so that we can handle guns, uh, shoot us. You know, can't do that on the YouTube. So anyone, obviously the U, the Utreon folks know, but the folks on YouTube, you want to jo- join us live, go to Utreon slash Who Moved My Freedom podcast. That's the place to find us. And then out there, let me see if I can load up the uh, Discord. The Discord is there. I could throw it up. So um, maybe Babyface will put that in the chat or something like that, the link, either him or or uh, Lola will do that, but you can get on Discord here and ask questions and all that kind of stuff if you want to get your questions heard. Of course, our guest is uh, Chris Tonto Peranto. He's here already. Uh, he just went to uh, grab some cool stuff. So, Patrick, if you're ready here, I'm going to uh, press the button and kick this off. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. We are live. Let me throw everyone up. Uh, I see. I see Tonto's there. Let's throw everyone up on the. Sc- okay, so Tonto, we do this thing here called jazz hands. Everyone, even the tough guys, have to do it. We got to do the jazz hands. We're taking it back from the terrorists. There you go. I hope you got. <laughs> I hope you guys. Patrick is like. I can't believe. I can't believe you're making him do the jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys have your. I can do jazz hands. That's no big deal, right, right, right. Uh, I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. This is episode 944 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. Uh, our guest tonight, there he goes, Chris Tonto Paranto. There he goes, uh, Army Ranger, you know, trainer, author, you know, uh, dancer, obviously. <laughs> you know joining us you guys should know him uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna have two hours of great conversation with him uh joining us as well chris i'd like to introduce you to my friend patrick babyface p you could just call him babyface what's up buddy <laughs> how you doing babyface how's it going <laughs> doing well <laughs> uh there he goes so uh yeah he he wanted to make sure he came on because you know you you do this uh night vision class right yeah, and you oh, know, yeah. there's one coming yeah. up, and I yeah. wanted to hear all about it. So yeah, yeah, he's all about that night vision. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. No, and I, many no, other no worries at all. I, if, Go ahead. Hey, and forgive me, folks. I'm stepping all I'm stepping all over Hank because I live in rural America where internet isn't the greatest, but that's the best I got. So uh, forgive me, Hank, for stepping on you. I know I'm probably gonna do it for the next two hours. You too, baby face. My bad, guys. Already, let me do a preemptive. I apologize for that. Already. Oh no, yeah. you're you're good, man. You're good. We're very happy to have you here, and we understand. And it's probably my fault too. <laughs> you know, um, 
Yeah, I think I think it's my internet, but um, I don't know if Lola's listening. I think everything's good. Let me check. Let me check. Oh, I've got I've got windows open. That that might be one of the reasons. Might want to close those windows. So yeah, so I'm doing this actually off of mobile internet. So I'm sitting in my van. This is my van here that I'm sitting in, and I'm using mobile internet to do all of this. I checked it. Should eh, I think everything should be good? So you know. Um, either way, listen, it's, I've always wanted to get you on the show. I've been on your podcast, uh, battle line. I've been on there. Yes. So, um, did a good job too. Excellent job on the podcast, buddy. Oh, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to, is it Ian? I want to shout out Ian. Who, yeah. who, do, who Ian does Scotto. Ian Scotto yeah. is a partner in crime over there and he's the mm-hmm. one, he's the one that makes it all happen. I just. Like I just show up and talk. He actually does everything. I just get the pleasure of just coming on and running my suck for a couple hours, and, <laughs> and that's it. So yeah, Ian Scotto, tremendous. I'm yeah. lucky to have him on the uh, as the as the engineer, the producer, and the mm-hmm. partner on the Battleline Podcast. Great. Yeah, guy. and he's got a he's got a pretty cool voice too. And I met him in person at that training class that you did. So yeah, you know he does. I always say, dude. I always say you got the dang best quiet storm for all of you old people. You know what I'm talking about. For you youngsters, I know you don't get the quiet storm from when we used to have the quiet storm where you get Jodeci and, and you get a troop <laughs> and you get Keith Sweat and then would come on at night and play oh that my gosh. music yeah. and you got that guy with that soothing low voice. <laughs> yeah, Babyface has no idea. Yeah, you, you're you're you taking me back. About. Yes, you're taking me back. Patrick is like, what is the quiet storm? Is that some kind of military <laughs> maneuver? <laughs> yeah. Um uh, yeah, so, so we. I think you're like a little bit older than me. Um, I was looking at your uh, Wikipedia just to jump in here, just to jump in, right? Because I don't usually Lola yep. is like, oh, you know, you should have your, you know, the your guests explain them like who they are to everyone out there. So if there's folks out there who don't know Chris Tonto Peranto, um, you guys can let us know, and then we'll do that. I don't know if you want to give everyone a rundown, maybe a little bit like of background of who you are. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, no. I, I'm, I'm honestly, guys, I, I served in the army. Um, you know, I, I actually screwed up the first time I was in. So I had to do basic training twice. I was in once for a couple of years, got booted out. And then I went back in uh, and did it all over again, which was a heck of a gut check, but also a very, very humbling experience. But I'm glad it happened, to be honest with you. I learned a lot from it. But Went in the army twice. Went through a second range of battalion both times I was in, and and then um, you know served for another. Honestly, it was another six years uh, with active duty army, and then going into the National Guard with 19 Special Forces Group and becoming an officer. And then um, in 2003, I, I started uh, contracting. 2003, 2004, started contracting with a little little unknown company at that time called Blackwater Security. Very small, very teeny. We had like one little. <laughs> or, or this, this right. tower on this shed-looking tower on the on this facility in Moyoc, and uh, uh-huh. and then and then you know for the next ten years I, I contracted with Blackwater with the uh, other various companies, and then um, I ended up being a direct hire contractor, a direct hire independent contractor. The acronym for that is DIC, D H I C. So I'm the most interesting guest of like the last six months, <laughs> this and is so, we can't this get is, the damn show to run. <laughs> this is so nuts. I don't know. I don't know. This is the third one. So if anyone's looking out there, you got to go to the third. <laughs> you, gotta, you literally have to go to the third uh, part three. 
on this. I've never seen this kind of craziness <laughs> happen. Well, uh, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I am in rural. I mean, I'm in Kansas too, man. We don't have. I feel like Hillary. I feel like Hillary or someone is monitoring. It's it's Hank's this. fault. It's never it's never your fault. No, <laughs> it's it's okay. no, it's I, not. And I, I, I bet you some. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you somebody's monitoring out there from Northern Virginia. So here you go, guys. There you go. Yeah. You guys know how I feel about you. Not you, not, not the group. Oh, Just I... The group's monitoring. I would have... They're monitoring, screwing up our internet connection. That's for you guys. They know. Right they know. Yeah. They, they, just, they, keep hitting the, they keep hitting the button to turn the show on. Yeah. Chris, at this point, if you flip us the bird, I would not blame you. Oh, no, 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 no. Those that, those that know that deserve it, they know. They know, you sons of bitches out there. <laughs> Yeah, this is so. This is this has been crazy. I don't even know if I want to jinx myself by starting the intro all over again. Just let's. Oh, you want to just roll into it, it, or do you want to? Yeah, yeah no. Huh? You gotta yeah, have the timer going, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I okay. We'll start. We'll start it all over again. Um. So for <sighs> let's let's do this. Make the same one, joke three times. One more again. Yeah. Quick. I'm what? gonna go through oh, it quick. We're on. We're on. Utreon. Utreon. In Why Canada, here? somehow Utreon is in Canada and still they're getting touched out there. But we're on here so that we can hold guns. We can show you guys guns. We can't do that on YouTube. If you want to be able to join us, you you know, if you're watching this later on YouTube, <laughs> you know, in order to actually watch this or participate with it, you have to go on Utreon slash who moved my freedom. That's the way to do it. Um you know, there you go. So I'm going to press the button here again and get this started again. And let's see if it works this time. Welcome back to the Hank Strange Situation. Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. Yeah, this is going to be funny. We got to do jazz hands again. There you go. Jazz hands. This one, this Chris, Chris is not even. He goes, he's doing it. I don't want to say anything, but maybe third time's a charm here. Right, yeah, I mean, I, that'll be it. I hope so. I hope so. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. You've seen things go worse than this, Tonto. You've seen yeah, a, couple, a couple times, and I don't mind doing jazz hands, man. Yeah, there you go. Three times. Ooh, Three times. Yeah. There is outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Man. Yeah, this is so crazy. Uh, this is this is episode nine hundred and forty-four, part part tray. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Part three here, uh, or or start th number three. Our guest is Chris Tonto Peranto. There he goes. He's right here. He's joining us. He's awesome. If you don't know that, because he's he's still here. So right there, that's <laughs> that's a big deal. <laughs> and then also also it's Babyface P. He's also joining Hi, us. We're here. <laughs> yes, we're all here. <laughs> um, hopefully this one lasts. I don't know what was going on. Where we were, because we didn't even get that far into the show, I think, Tonto, you were going to give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are. 
who I am. I am absolutely nobody, guys. I am just a guy that joined the military. I joined the army. It was dumb enough to, like all you guys out there, was dumb enough to sign up at some point in time. And then after getting kicked out, I was dumb enough to sign up again. So I was dumb twice. So, so but I went into the army and uh, uh, infantry and, and was with the Ranger, 2nd Ranger Battalion both times I was in. And I, I love Ranger Regiment. I can't speak highly enough of the 75th Ranger Regiment where I cut my teeth. So I was around so many tremendous leaders and I was very blessed to have been born and raised, if I was saying, in the military in Ranger Battalion. And I, I, I count my lucky stars to be there with some amazing, amazing wars. Guys that are heroes, not me, just guys that I learned from. But then um, I, I went to Nazi Special Forces Group after for a bit. And then I, 2003, 2004, I signed up and uh, joined, a, like we talked about before, I think on cut two, um, I joined a little contracting company at the time called Blackwater Security that grew into the monstrosity that you see it today, which I think is called Constellus Group today. Uh, but uh, I, I was a contractor for 10 years, and then I also, uh, over various contracts, joined various security companies or private military, private security companies. And then uh, towards the end of my career as a contractor, I was a direct hire independent contractor. Yes, y'all, if you do the acronym, I was a dick for the CIA for about three years, and I actually was a, a direct hire independent contractor during that night in Benghazi, and then I went to Yemen the year after, and uh and work directly as a contractor for the uh, Central Intelligence Agency. And and now I'm a, a you know, movie came out, 13 Hours book came out, vice versa, book first, then movie. Uh, wrote a book called The Ranger Way, which is still doing quite well. Very proud of that. And another book called The Patriot's Creed. So I was very lucky to have three books under my belt, even though I'm probably the most illiterate, educated guy you've ever, you'll ever meet. Um, but I had some help there, so it was nice. And then... Um, and then uh, I, you know, I did some public speaking, and now I run Battleline Tactical, also run E3 Firearms Association, and um, I'm just, I'm just honestly, I'm, I'm, my job now is to be the best father and husband I can be, and I'm so happy that I get that chance to, to be a father and a husband, and I have young kids that I can actually enjoy that. There's a lot of veterans that can't say that because they missed a lot of the life, but. I, my, my kids are so spread out that uh, I, I, I got to do the stuff with my high school kid, tremendous athlete. Uh, and then I also have a seven-year-old and then I have a 13-year-old. So I'm getting to actually have my cake and eat it too. I got to do the deployments. I got to do all that fun stuff. But now I get a, a chance to be home and be a father and a husband. I'm glad I didn't miss that either because, man, I, you know, going through that now, I, I love every minute of it. And, and you know that. I, you know from talking to my wife and your wife talking to my wife. Mm -hmm. um, that's where I put my focus on now is, is to be that best father and husband, just like I put my focus to be the best ranger or the best contractor is to be that person. That's what I'm doing now. And Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, that's great. No, so go ahead, Patrick. I was just going to say, you uh, continued contracting after the Benghazi incident. I, I yeah. some, for whatever reason in my head, I thought like that was, would have soured you from the whole thing. But you, you know, yeah, but well, and this, I, I think a lot of guys, a lot of contractors will tell you the same thing. We never did it for the government. That was, and especially at that point in our career. Yeah, early on, I would say you know, when the global war on terror kicked off, when Afghanistan kicked off and Iraq kicked off, the patriotism was there. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. But after 10 years and seeing behind the curtain, like the Wizard of Oz, you kind of put, you start to see behind that, the patriotism really wears off. Yes, we like, we still believe we're protecting America from terrorists. Yes, we are. And I think in a sense we are, 
But we also start to see the underhanding hand of our own government and how we manipulate countries and how we go to overthrow countries just to destroy them and try to overthrow dictators, even though we know it's not the best thing to do. And then we just leave the country. Now it's a third world country, make it worse than what it already is. And ask me that, baby face. We'll go into that. Um, yeah, uh, that. I, I would love to hear more about it. Yeah, I just uh, sure. I just went live. I just went live. Can you I, see I it, just... Ed? Uh, yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like, God, this is all you talk about. You probably are tired of it. <laughs> It, it's it, it's uh, as long as we just as long as we don't get into the Hillary and all that. I'm so over that. It's like, dude, yes, she, yeah, she's she's she needs to rot in hell. Yeah, okay. she, she yeah. Needs, but yeah. but the other stuff, no, because I, I like to talk about the guys, okay. especially Ronan Ronan Bob, because they should be remembered. And I do. Okay, there like we go. So yeah. something yeah. something's feeding yeah. through. It's you know as a as a total civvy that's just gotten into the gun world and the stuff like that. I've, it's always odd to because some some military folks love talking war stories. Uh, I had a great uncle who was in uh, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, and if you sat him down and talked war yeah. stories, I mean, he was it a seems like we're doing it seems like we're doing good now, he so we can talk try war it. Stories I guess. until you were blue in the face, he loved it. Yeah. but there are some some guys that just yeah. have no okay. interest in that. So. It's 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 for the guys that can. I don't think there's one that's better than the other. I don't say that. Okay. It's just some people can accept. What they did, and, and uh, see yeah, we it can start a, all over again. We'll just start all see over necessity again. of life. right now. Right and now, uh, Tonto it. and Babyface are just yakking. So use it as a learning experience, Babyface. It's like, okay, yeah. what can I utilize to help others? Maybe that are going through stuff. Okay, but then there are yeah. others yeah. that and get rid of everything else. There are others out there that okay. it just hurts too much. It brings up I, they they haven't yeah. they haven't closed that chapter. They haven't been able to go. Yeah. You know what? That was a part of my life. I loved it. Okay. It was awful times. There were great times, but that's closed. Okay. <laughs> now I'm focusing on another part of my life. And, yeah. And that's yeah. that's just an individual I think, thing. I, okay. You know, for my for my great uncle, by the time by the time I even was old enough to talk war stories with him, he was already eighty mm-hmm. something, early mid. Yes, we're alive. So he was an old man. But no, he he was one that he loved talking. He loved talking war. Um, yeah. He so was I, you know, when you whenever you hear the story of like a marine through and through, that was that man. He was hardcore marine through yeah. and through. 20th or 30th okay. before. Well, yeah. that's they're the they're the greatest generation for a reason. All those that yeah. generation oh, hell was yeah. no, those guys are they're badasses. We we we, we, we can't. I mean, that they we can't hold a. You know, I I I I admire the Rangers from that generation because holy shit, I couldn't do what they did. Those guys, yeah, were, they were tough. Insane. As, are you kidding me? I mean, Darby's Rangers and Merrill's Marauders and those. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Fucking. Walking yeah. thirty miles a day with dysentery and using dog, I yeah. mean, shit. I mean, and you're just like, like oh no, God. I just have to do this. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah. This is what I have to do. <laughs> so I, I, I admire those guys. Yeah, I, yeah. We can yeah. get into all this because it's to me, it's 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 very therapeutic. And I'm a motivational speaker. I actually do a lot of corporate speaking. So true, I, I, I have to talk about this, but I've found a way that to make it into lessons learned, not pissed off anymore. Those sons of bitches. It's more. <laughs> what can what can we what can we learn from this? What what leadership yeah. qualities, obstacles, never quit attitude can we get through that I can maybe bring to corporate America, or maybe just somebody that's having a bad day, and be like, you know what? Yeah, I can get no, through. So 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 yeah, I, it's just a, it's just I've been able to to handle it that way because I've turned it into a, a lessons learned an AR. I've turned it into after action review. Let's learn from this, and that's from the Ranger Battalion. It's like, hey, shit, we screw up. We always screw up. Let's learn yep. from that screw up. So we don't make yeah. that screw up again. And the, and I think that's something where I've – when I let the anger go, buddy, when I stop being angry at the government I, – I talk shit about the government. I always will. That's just me. I will. 
<laughs> all of us welcome to, yeah. to Hank's podcast. By the way, we're live. Welcome yes, to yes, we are live. We love we're... talking shit about the government here. It's oh, great. And it's, 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 it's just, and it's too damn easy anymore. Yeah. I, I, let me say yeah. it with me. Say it with me, politicians. Ethics. Ethics. <laughs> oh, Do you have it? Know I mean, they don't have mean. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even so. Uh, speaking of you know, like working through the problems and all that kind of stuff, I'm not even. I'm not even going to start this all over again. We're just going to. No, we're let's here. Just go. This is fun. Yeah, we're here. We're just going to do it. Babyface okay. and and Tonto are having a great conversation. You guys are joining us, kind of in the middle of that because this is literally like the fourth or fifth time. I, I, is it too, too much? I, too, too, did, should I not be doing this again? I don't know. For one, you could do little symbols, but if we're having if we're having technical difficulties and we have one of the most interesting guests in a while, I'm not just going to sit in silence. I want to talk. Like, no, no, hear, you're, you're saying, you know? Patrick. You're doing. You're you're, you're totally fine. It's I, so weird. Lola's phone couldn't even just dial out. We were trying to dial out, and it was making a tone. That's how crazy I'm, it is. I'm telling you guys, those sons yeah. of bitches, and you know who you are. Stop <laughs> listening to me, you sons of bitches in Northern Virginia. I am not saying anything that's important. You have better people to be spying on, God. especially yeah. the Chinese and the Iranians. You don't need to be spying on Hank's podcast. For God's sakes, do your job. It's this so is not your job. This is so nuts. We've never seen anything like this, right? We've had problems. This is the, this is the worst it's been in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So big thanks to all the people who are still hanging out with us. This is episode uh, 944. It's with Tonto, who I've known for a while. I've always wanted to get him on the show. Chris Tonto uh, Peranto of Benghazi, uh, all that kind of stuff. You guys know him, Army Ranger, you know, uh, author, trainer. Um, lots of good stuff going public, on with Chris. Public speaker. Public speaker. Uh, a plethora. I have a plethora of a plethora of information on my resume. If I ever yeah. did one. Yeah. I'm not even going to make you go back through your resume. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> let's pull up your. Let's see if I could do this without killing everything. <laughs> and, and you forget. And you forgot. Fa- Got to say father and husband too, because that's yes. my job now. That father is my and job husband. now. Father Boom. and husband. Yes. yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Do Thank you, buddy. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. I'm just telling you, don't do it. I'm kidding. Don't, <laughs> Sorry, don't. don't pull up Wikipedia? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, don't do not do anything. Just <laughs> Oh, there, there wow. it goes. Don't take that oh, ugly mug off there. Oh, Holy look at shit. that dude. Who is that look guy? Look at that. He actually looks like he knows something and he doesn't know shit. You know, I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, there I was sitting, hmm, should I have the hamburger or should i have the chicken enchilada today that's i mean that's basically what that oh picture. boy so let's see have you ever gone over your own wikipedia it's just something i think is weird i um i i actually have not but my wife is tremendous and my and my the one guy that i have trusted in this business that actually helps me and you you've met him before hank mm-hmm. jeremy mitchell mm-hmm. they do do all they do check all that to make sure it's accurate i yeah I just feel like a pretentious asshole whenever I see I really do. And guys, I, I know I'm not. I know I come across sometimes as being one because I'm very outspoken at times. Mm-hmm. But I really hate seeing that stuff because I, I, I didn't – to me, I, I, I was a guy that joined the Army. I, I went to the Rangers. I did some good things there. I, I did some good things in contracting. I just happened to be pop, caught up in something that – Was you know, bigger that than required. you. Well, yeah. and, it were just, and it didn't require me to do anything other than – what my Survive. job was. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the job. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I was with five other guys that had that same mentality, which made it a hell of a lot easier. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if I was by myself, 
mm-hmm. I would I, I would like to say, yeah, I would I would have gone. And I probably would have. But I tell you what, to have five other guys there that were willing to go too, mm-hmm. it sure as hell made it a lot easier for me because like, well, shit, I got my buddies. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I can tell you from experience, being on your own, you do have some reservations of like, holy shit, I got nobody that's got my back. And I've been through some things in Afghanistan like that. But mm-hmm. when you have guys with you that are just – fire breeders and, and that you, and you don't all get along and not, not all of us liked each other in Benghazi. That's, I know people are like, Holy shit, you guys didn't get along. No, actually us and I don't like each other. Now we didn't like each other then. Wow. <laughs> we didn't yeah. care for each other. I, you know, a Roan yeah. and I, I love Roan at times. And sometimes I hated Roan and same with Jack and Tig, Tig, like, Tig can be an annoying motherfucker sometimes. <laughs> I did. But they'll say the same thing about me. They're like, Tano can be an annoying motherfucker. But the thing is, is I, that- I think anytime you get a, a whole room of what I would assume are more alpha type men and yeah. keep them together for a certain amount of time where you guys have to live, breathe and eat together, you're going to get on each other's nerves after a while. You, you, you it just do. doesn't always work perfect. Yeah. yeah I don't I don't know the other guys. I know you and I know Tig. I think I, uh, I can't remember which one of you I met first. You know, but you met you met I'm sure you met Tig first, and you and I met met after. That yeah, was yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, I met Tig through uh, Brownells, and right. uh, you know we had fun and stuff like that together. And I think Tig is cool, but yeah, man, under that pressure, you know, and t- like I think that goes for anyone under the pressure, and then the alpha comes out, and then even. You know, you guys went through that a long time ago. How long ago is that right now at this point? Uh, it's um, almost, it was t- this was a 10 year anniversary. 10 years. It happened wow. this year. This yeah. year. So, um, yeah. and you got to remember too, we're all from, I was, I still think it was cool. I was Tano and I was the only ranger there. So it was Tano and the Lone Ranger, mm-hmm. same place. And I think that's freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's right. But you know, yeah. you had the Marines, you had the SEALs and, and there is some, there is some banter that, you know, there's some competition there too. But what I loved about that team and I was only on one other team that was like that. That was in Kandahar when I worked in Kandahar. Mm-hmm. It's that when the mission started, all those differences that we had, all those little, maybe those little annoyances that got on people's nerves or mm-hmm. anything that maybe even a major thing that may have pissed us off on each other that day, it went away. Mm-hmm. It was like mission focus. And that mm-hmm. was amazing. And I, I, and that's where, you know, with I do the speaking, I think that's where corporate America and I think they can learn a lot. And I think they're learn from it, especially in the special operations community. It's that you may not like each other, but it's mission first. And when the mission starts, all that bullshit goes aside and you focus on the goal. What is the goal? And let's get to that goal and let's win or accomplish that goal. And that was one of those places. The only other place I was at where it was always like that 100 percent of the time was Kandahar. Um, there was, you know, that's only two places in how many, my 18 year career that that was always the case where guys could just, without being screamed at by their leadership to get their shit together, guys would get their shit together like that. And then when the mission was over, it was like, okay, I don't want to talk to you. Leave me alone. I'm going, you know, just, all right. And, and yeah. so isn't that, it, it isn't that normal experience. for men? Isn't like men, we're just like that. I think, you know, I, I, I think so. But I also know from experience in other places there were times where guys couldn't let those differences go. Really? And there were guys who said, I don't want to work with this. Group. I don't want to be, I don't want to ride with them. I don't want to go out with them. And it was like, what are we, a bunch of freaking cackling old women here mm-hmm. you know, sniping on each other. And that's why I say alpha male is a contradiction in terms because I've seen more little sniping. And I used mm-hmm. to call it the sorority sniping. It's like mm-hmm. the sorority girl sniping between alpha males on a mm-hmm. base. than uh, then I would say I've seen with, with you know, just girls, nitpicking at each other behind each other's back. Yeah. And, uh, I, so I, I, I said, see that. 
Well, no, yeah. and it is. It is. And any alpha male that alpha male that tells you, oh, that never happens, horse shit. Yeah. You know that happens, and you're probably doing it. If you're saying <laughs> yeah. it doesn't happen. Well, so, so and then first yourself. of all, for the people listening to the audio side of this, <laughs> they're not seeing you do the air quotes. And here, here's, here's something I've learned, you know, over my, you know, 50 years. We're very close in age. Uh, yeah, I think, I'm, 50, I think, I'm 51, brother. 51. Yeah, I think we're both even Pisces because Pisces are awesome people. So That's right. We so, are, dude. There yeah. you go. But here's the thing I've learned over the years. Like, there's real alphas and then there's fake alphas. Yeah, <laughs> and, a, and, the, and a real alpha typically doesn't, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. And you see it in animals, you know, like you'll see an alpha animal and the other animals will come up and play around and they really don't do anything. They, they just ignore them until it's go time and then you have the fake alphas who feel the need you know they gotta like push or up their chest yeah, yeah. yeah and and you, you know or the or we're dating ourselves the robert conrad duracell battery or energizer battery <laughs> knock this battery off my shoulder you, you, you know yeah. um, but but no you're right. you're right and and, mm-hmm. and that being said too i've had to i've had ranger buddies check me on stuff like hey dude you're mm-hmm. being an asshole you need to fix your fucking self Mm-hmm. And that's I, and I'm, I admired that. Like you know, you're right. And so to say sometimes that, you just need that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You need that kick in the balls. Yeah. Like hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You're, you're 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 being an arrogant son of a bitch. Knock it the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Rangers yeah. first, team first, mission first. Fix your shit. And I had a buddy that when I was all all screwed up, he's a Ranger buddy. He might actually Ben Morgan. We do the Tano Vodka together. He's mm-hmm. the other Ranger on Tano Vodka. Mm-hmm. He said that to me after the Benghazi thing after I was doing the speaking after I, and, and it, it is hard to not allow your head to get gassed up. It did. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I lost my wife. God for God bless her. She's an angel. She took me back to reconcile. But mm-hmm. there was that time for two years, three years after Benghazi, after the movie, or after the movie came out and where I was like, I was so full of myself and he walked, he, he's known me for years. He knew me in high school and he's like, dude, you need to unfuck your shit and fix your fucking self. <laughs> and I, I needed that because, like, you're, no, you're right, dude. I am a total douchebag right now. Yeah. I am being the, the biggest arrogant piece of shit, and I never wanted you to know, be like this. And, and that's and it, that's what it took. And I'm glad he did. It did. It did. That's that's. I I think that's part of what's massively wrong with our country right now is kids that are growing up on one. My generation. I'm 33, so my generation is the. Um, Everybody gets trophy generation. And beyond that, we now have kids growing up in this like celebrity ideal with TikTok and Facebook showing off your best side, wanting to be a YouTuber or TikToker famous and all. And that stuff is celebrity is bad for your brain. It really, really is. Well, Well, living. Mm -hmm. Go go ahead, Hank. I'm sorry. No, I was was just going to say living through the living your whole life through the lens of Instagram or YouTube or anything is bullshit. That's not. The real who you are right yeah. that's maybe sometimes a true like brief reflection of who you are sometimes if you sometimes. look at a, if you look at a lot of the things that's out there a lot of that's fake stuff that's going on with people but that's not really who you are and you can't live in that every day can you right no you can't and actually you know my instagram account my facebook account, everything you have up now that's the account i when i imploded and i was a total dick and i was divisive as hell and i was you know, I was screwing around on my wife and, and we were now we were divorced at the time. But, you know, it's still I that's why we got divorced. You know, I was being this a total just a complete total total asshole, just this terrible person. It's because I bought into that Instagram, all that social media crap. And and I, 
I had to delete all that. I actually did all these accounts you see up now. They're, they're new accounts that I started three years ago. I, I literally cleaned the slate. When my buddy Ben said, you need to fix your fucking self. It, I had 200,000 followers here, 300,000 on, on, on Facebook, 250 on Twitter. I don't even have a Twitter account anymore because I think it's so awful. But that was a hard right. thing. To, yeah, yeah, it was a hard thing to do. Was to say, okay, you know what? I need to get rid of all this because that's not me. That's not who I am. And let's start it again. That's why the, the if you see the social media, that we kind of have to have. You have to if you have to in this line of work now. But mm-hmm. I try to keep it all positive. I try to keep it God. I try to keep it family. I try to keep it never quitting. I you don't see me posting political stuff anymore. You don't see me getting in fights. With uh, or, or arguments with the trolls on there. I mean, I don't even read the comments. Rick and Ralph had it right. You don't read the comments. <laughs> you know, it's just don't do it. Yeah. Um, and, and because because now social media has turned it where you used to have to do something to be famous. Mm-hmm. Now it's just being famous is being famous, but is it really? You're not doing anything. You're just posting some videos. It used to be that you had to actually work hard and accomplish something in life. And maybe you get some fame after that. But now it's just the fame comes first without really having to try. And, and I think it's distorted a lot of what uh, a lot of what kids think, what hard, what necessary hard work needs to be. And that's why you see us not having a lot of people. Uh, that's why you see us not having uh, people working. They're, they're not going. We have a lot of open positions. People are always hiring, but the workforce isn't there. And it's people don't want to work. They'd rather get some check money, get some government money. And then sit home and try to become that next TikToker, Instagram sensation. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, and I, we weren't raised like that. I, I know, Frank, that our generation was, that's not how we were. And that's where I did become one of those. I did. But when I was how, basically how told that, the hard way. How, so, so that's interesting because I don't know about Patrick, <laughs> but I don't see a lot of people talking about this it, that – have been in your position, right? Typically, you know, someone like yourself will come on and talk about what led up to Benghazi, you know, how, how was the, you know, what was it like being in that firefight, etc. I'm sure that stuff you've, you know, you've talked about over and over again, but I don't see people talking about what the aftermath of that does to you and also yeah. the fetishizing that happens um, in America, but even especially like, let's say in the gun world, we're all gun folks. And when they look at people like yourself, you know, uh, soldiers, folks who went out there, actually got into combat and all that, we kind of like blow you guys up, you know, to larger than life and all that. Yeah. And no one realizes you're human beings, you know. Yeah. And that's that is that's something as a speaker, I've had to figure that one out because there are been times where I've been passed over as a speaker for a group because they said, you know, we can't relate to you because you we would not run into gunfire. We would not do. And I wanted to and I tell them, I said, I am no different than any of you guys. Have, I, nothing. And who says you would run into gunfire? Who says you wouldn't go try to save somebody? You can relate to me. I'm, and, and then when they meet me, they're like, see, I'm 5'10", 160 pounds. I mean, I'm not Pablo Schreiber. I'm the guy that played me in the movie. I'm better looking, but he's a hell of a lot bigger. Right, yeah, that, that was going to be I, one I, of my I, questions. <laughs> but I say, guys, I, I, and that's why when I do the speaking, I get into the parts of me growing up about, you know, being from my, my grandfather, who was an immigrant, who came up from Mexico, who worked his tail off. My father, oh, okay. who was poor, that, that father who grew up that had no family and that we weren't – but. What I'm getting at it in there is without wasting too much time is that the only thing that maybe if I have anything different than somebody sitting in an audience is that I just didn't give up. 
And that's the, that's the key. We, I, it's not that I didn't screw up. It's not that I wasn't afraid. It's not that I didn't have adrenaline. It's not that I wasn't worried at times. It's not that I, I was a good person or a terrible person at multiple times in my life. It's like mm-hmm. when the finally the shit hit the fan, I just said, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going. And, and that's a choice. It's, it really is a black and white choice that we have to make. It's like when you feel hit that obstacle or you hit that thing that might stop you, that wall, are you going to quit? We're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And there, I just this, chose to keep going. That's it. That's this kind of leads into a, an interesting thing that I, I've seen uh, in the on the psychology side of humans. I, I have a psychology degree that I don't even use. I'm, I'm, I am I'm live a tech life. I work for a tech company. So I have this yeah. psych degree that he has, I use. He has, a this, psych, he has a psych degree and he's totally crazy. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the rest of us. But this, yes. this leads into an interesting thing where um, there are stories of people who – get shot somewhere innocuous, shot in the shoulder, shot in the arm, shot in the leg, totally survivable. But in their head, they go, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die. This is going to happen. And they die for no, no real reason. Mm -hmm. And then you see dudes that have have gotten blown up, shot, drugged through the mud. And they're like, this isn't killing me. And somehow they make it out. And it's, it's just some, some things just come down to a head game. I think we're driven by our, we're driven by our minds. Uh, excuse me, Tonto. I know that that same thing happened with Lola. I always tell folks that like Lola's dad, you know, um, I mean, Lola's African and this is like the prototype African dude. The last time I saw him before he passed, I gave him a hug and he was like ripped and everything, but then he just passed so quickly because he was like 70 something years old. None of he, he kept like trying to work at places and they were like, no, you got to retire. He went to McDonald's. They were like, they let him work for a while. Then they're like, no, we can't have you working here. You're too old. And he could physically do it. But when people took away working from him, his doctor yep. told us, no, he just gave up. That's why he's yeah. not here you anymore. Just, yeah. Your, 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 your brain. And, and I can tell you from experience, just even that night as an example, Mm-hmm. where you just feel I was I felt fatigued I was I was felt tired I didn't feel like I was going to be able to get and this was this was early on this was in the first geez hour and a half of the fight we're jumping walls and I'm like man I, I am not a spring chicken anymore and I remember back to ranger school I remember actually I, I and I don't know why but I remember back to uh, Mount Yona and I remember running up a five mile mountain <laughs> at mountain phase being emaciated with you know, cause that's the middle of ranger school. I'm, I'm already losing weight. I haven't slept in six weeks. You know, and, and I got up it and you know, I was like, man, this eight foot high wall doesn't feel that high anymore. It's like, man, if your brain says you can, your body will be able to do it. It's Absolutely. if your brain tells you you can't, then you're not going to be able to do it. Or if your brain quits. And that is something that within the special operations community, I will say, is that they do pull that out of you. So when you get to the SEALs or PJs or 75th Rangers or Special Forces, Delta, whatever, Task Force, you know, Task Force Brown, you get to SOAR. They have already vetted you and they've already gotten that little thing they needed to tap into that, hey, you're not going to give up ever. The only time you're going to give up is if you can't breathe it. And even then, you're going to fight that so you keep breathing until something physio- physically just quits. Mm-hmm. And that is the only difference is that in the training, they've been able to pull that out. And, and that's the best thing I think with special operations is, is that just, just train you. That the mind says you can do it. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But if your mind says you can't, well, you can't. And guess what? We don't need you. So bye. And You're out of here. You can't. The, from, from all the people that I've seen that, have, that are of that caliber of person, um, they're always just the type of people that are like, I don't care what you throw in my way. It's, it's not going to stop me. 
it's like <laughs> and they, they don't they don't have this concept of doubting themselves. Well, you probably have self doubt, but they don't have this concept of giving up. It's just like no, I'll just we'll find a way around it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, that's why I want to tell people so there's perspective. Yes, of course we doubt we doubt ourselves. Like, and even when you get to a point, you're like, oh my gosh, now people are like. People are watching me and they know I'm a ranger. Holy shit. Now I'm doubting myself because I don't want to look like an idiot. Fuck yeah. it. You got to do it anyway. Oh, gee, there I go. There goes my, my, go philosophy. It's like, it is like, sure, we got, we got, we got, we got to go anyway. Let's go. Let's, I might as well make it happen. And I, I, I'm returning at that to Lola's father too, is because it is, he, he was ready to go. And he, he finally, his brain just said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done. And yeah. I, I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, and I can see myself, Especially if my wife passes, God forbid, that's I hope that's 100 years from now. Um, that would make me the oldest man alive, though. But so probably going to be 100. But, you know, if, if my wife passes before me, you know, right. She is my world. I, I love her to death. Yeah, and it's a scary. That, yeah, it is. So will I give up? And, and, but that, I, I understand that. And that's why the brain, the mind is so freaking powerful. Your body is just that instrument for your brain. Your brain the brain can mm-hmm. push you through anything. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll give you Leroy Petrie. I, I went to basic training the second time with, with Leroy Petrie. He was a Medal of Honor winner. It was handoff. The dude Good. was probably, and, and I love Leroy. Sergeant Petrie is tremendous. He's a ranger through and through. He is epitomizes what a ranger is. But I tell you what, basic training, he didn't look like that. <laughs> In fact, no athlete. He wasn't an athletic. He wasn't good at PT. We didn't think he was going to make it. But the dude would never, ever quit. Mm-hmm. Never gave up. Yeah. And it's really it what it comes something. down to, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. And, it's and your mind. Helps. It's your mind, and the people yeah. around you. You know, sometimes you you can't be a crutch for yourself. Sometimes you need the people yeah. around you to be that crutch to lift you up to motivate. That's the power. Yeah. Like that's the powerful thing about a wife, man. I gotta say, I don't mm. know. Uh, you know, you would have to ask the women out there what's awesome about having a husband. But I know the <laughs> awesome part about having a wife is that person who actually believes in you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, well, that's it. You need that. You need that humility, yeah. that humbling. That, and my kids mm-hmm. do that for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, I, you know, I, I, I've seen a lot of veterans that I know I, I, I've lost 30, 33 guys that have committed suicide that I've known that I've worked with. That sucks. Man. And and, you know, looking back, though, and, and doing the AR because I didn't want to be I, I almost was one of those guys myself. Looking mm-hmm. back at it, the majority of them were 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 had been divorced or were or were away from their families they weren't they did or they were you know they were getting bad relationships they gotten out of the people that were with them when they were deploying and i i, I don't think that's a coincidence and i tell you what i as soon as i reconciled with my wife and got on my knees and prayed to god say god i can't do this i'm sorry i've, I've pushed you away please take me back you know um that's when things got right but that's how i always was when i was deploying as well so it's like I got out when I was deploying of of what made me strong. And it wasn't me. It was the people I had around me, my family, of course, my faith. Mm-hmm. And then those three years after, um, it, it wasn't that. I thought I could do it all on my own. And I think a lot of a lot of alpha males, air quotes again, alpha males, we do that. We get out of the people that have made us strong, that helped us get through all that to become SEALs and Rangers and all those deployments that when we push them away – we think we can still handle it all ourselves and we can't. And we don't look back and be like, wait a second. My wife was helping me. Who was the first person I called after 
after a, a tra- uh, after a traumatic incident downrange, if I was able to call, or who did I want to talk to? What was my wife, or it was my kids? Or and and then we think we come back home, and we're like, you know what? I can handle this myself. Yeah. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> can't, can't do it. And but that comes back to the mind too, and what you're saying, how our family members really do prop us up. And they do. They make our minds positive because we got so much love and support around us. It really makes that brain stronger, too, which going back to Benghazi, it sure as hell made my brain a lot stronger and me to get, get through it a lot easier because I had six guys that had a positive, positive mindset of going regardless. So it was very easy for me to say, I'm going to. I, I know these guys aren't going to let me down. And yeah. let's go. Let's go kick some ass. And that's how it was. Let's go. Let's go. The movie was spot on, dude. Everyone's like, hey, guys. Nobody has to go. And and we all just stood there and looked at him like, really? Did, are you really going to say that to us? Shut the fuck up. I mean, everybody, I know what we're all thinking. We didn't say it because we had the respect for Ron. Just like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know we're all going. Let's go. And, and, and I could chill thinking about it because it's, it was an amazing, just an amazing moment that I got to live through. But it culminated in, in all the stuff I'd been through up to that point in my life. And even that night, thinking about it, helped me get through those three years after when I was doing the movie and the book, when I was being a shithead and I felt like killing myself, it was, man, I can get through this. I've been through this. before. I know how to get through this. I went through Benghazi. I know that did not happen just for a reason. There's something I got to learn from this. Let's get to the next day. Let's just get to the next day and I'll figure it out tomorrow. And eventually after three years of me just crawling forward and praying a lot, I eventually came to my senses and figured it out with the help of a support group. Uh, even though my wife and I were, were divorced, she still was there and having kids together. You know, I, I still was around her a lot. She still was there to support me and my family and my ranger buddies saying, you're a fucking idiot. Get your shit together, <laughs> which I needed that tough one. So, yeah, we yeah, need I, that. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need that. I think I think that's all of us. Did you want to ask something, Patrick? No, I was just going to say, every everybody needs that, that mm-hmm. kick in the ass every now and then kind of pushing you back in the right direction. And you, yeah. You, yeah. you get off the track every now and then, and you just need that little kick to get you back going, and it usually yeah. gets you back where you need to be. Yeah, and you yeah. also, yeah. You, you know you have good friends when they don't give up on you, even though if you're a dick. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so yeah. true. And I yeah. was a complete and total dick. Not a direct hire independent contractor. No, I was a... <laughs> No, I know. I know. Like, I'm like that. So Patrick and I are friends. I'm like that. Like, if we get into an argument, I'm fuck the world, blow everything up or or whatever, you know, and then, you know, and then in in like we've gone through those kinds of things and Patrick will be the the calm, logical one. You know, sometimes he gets crazy, too. This I is, have we, my, I yeah, have my we, things. We need this. This is like the thing about, you know, about guys and we need each other. I think in life. People don't realize how powerful it is to have people. You know, it's not the things. It's not the material things. I, you know, I'm not trying to say they don't have a value. No, but what it, it, it really is. I mean, success to me, and I had a ton I had a ton of money back then. I lost a lot of it. Bad people I was around, mm-hmm. bad and not really bad investments, just really surrounded myself with bad people that took a lot mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. But whose fault was that? That was my fault. It was nobody mm-hmm. else's fault but mine. I'm the one that allowed him in. But I still had a ton of money, but the money didn't make me happy. Money, mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you from experience, my personal experience with money, mm-hmm. money is not an indicator of success. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. And it didn't make me happy. 
All money did is it made me not worry about having money. Which to some people, that's a big deal, especially if you don't have it. You're trying to paycheck to paycheck. I get it, especially in today's in today's society with which how high inflation. Oh, my gosh, just how crazy it is right now, which is why we need to vote better next election. Uh, but we can talk about that later if you want to. But anyway, um, but, but I can tell uh, you if they get counted, if they get counted. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The money, money didn't make me happy. It was mm-hmm. it was it was family. And it was I, guys, I do cuss a lot. I am probably the worst Christian in the world because I can't. <laughs> God, God's going to get me for this. And I know. it. But I tell you, that did get me through too. picking up a Bible. And even when I didn't want to and, and reading a passage or, or praying and I still prayed every night, I felt like a hypocrite sometimes doing it, but I still did it. And faith did help me get through the hard times along with family, which is what it did during traumatic times downrange, reading, reading and, and having faith in God and myself, my family mm-hmm. and the guys right to the left, right to the left of me. Faith helped. Yeah. So, yeah. and I lost that. I lost that when the movie came out for about three years, I'd lost myself completely awful and um but luckily i was able to find my way back yeah and who, I'm very who, blessed. who out of us wouldn't lose our shit if people you know if there was a movie made about I, you it. know i i like to think that i wouldn't but god who only knows like, oh guys, come on oh, <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh-huh. the the excitement of that hollywood <laughs> lifestyle sometimes you know you think about it you're like man having a yacht i could have this i could do whatever <laughs> but then on the flip side i'm Personally, I'm more happy just being out in the woods in the quiet. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to the mountains and just hanging out with Marley in, in the mountains where it's nice and quiet and peaceful. That is the best time of my life. You know, and, and yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm no I mean, I didn't have the bread. I'm not Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or nothing like that. But so I can't say that I know what had being pulled every which way when and being recognized every time I walk. That didn't happen. But there still was some privacy that I lost. And mm-hmm. there still was, again, where especially on the social media side of the house where you start to focus on that becomes your Bible. That becomes where your faith yeah. goes into. It's like, man, how many likes did I get today? Shit. I didn't get 5,000. Yes. I only, I only yeah. got 4,095. What did I do wrong? Oh my gosh. I got to be more of an asshole. I got to be more outspoken or I got to embellish more. I got to lie about my career more, you know, and that's saying I ever did that. You sons of bitches. I'm just using that as an example. Um, and I'm being serious. I, I, that's one thing I made sure I never did because of all those still pulling down shit out. But mm-hmm. it still was. I'm looking at these lights. I'm looking at all this shit going out there, and that's what I'm focusing on. It mm-hmm. wasn't focusing on the kids or what was that wasn't most important anymore. That was the the, the false sense of I don't know of stat of of status. I guess is what There's, you call that. I I am not a highly religious <laughs> person, but I do believe there are plenty of lines of scripture about. False idols and, and false idols. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah. it's. I think I, it's. I, mean, I, I think it's the, a for the, real the thing. thing it's, mm-hmm. it's real easy for all of us to fall into that trap because it gives you that like adrenaline rush, that dopamine hit when you pull up something and you're like, oh my god, it's gone viral, or like you get that little dopamine kick and you, you got to keep. Luckily, yeah. I have a wife who is very grounded and. Anytime I'm like, look at that, I went viral with this one thing. She's like, that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean anything. You're, that's fine. You're just regular. <laughs> and that's how that's how my my wife is, and that's how you know. And that's and again, I I I, I had to completely implode. I had to do the Britney Spears shave off all my hair, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Oh, wow. oh. I mean, but also, but like implode and just get rid of it. I say I am. I, I may lose 
I, I may lose everything. I may not have any way to make any money anymore. And because I, that did push a lot of the speaking at that time, it helped with the other books. It helps with retail. It helps with the battle line stuff, the training. But it was, am I going to be here to see my kids grow up and take the Glock out of my mouth? And to do that, I need to get rid of all this shit or am I yep. going to keep living this false world that I'm in that I'm not bred guys like myself, but we're not bred for that. I am. That's not what I ever wanted to do. I, I wanted, I worked for the fucking CIA. I didn't want anybody to know who I was. Yeah, I that, was like, that's was, the, kind of the interesting, the interesting turn of all of this is the, the, at least from my perspective, the areas of, of work that you went into were secretive in nature and it probably appealed to you because of that. Yes. Uh, and is, then, is, is and that, then yeah, you're right. the celebrity might have been somewhat thrust upon you because of, uh, you know, situations of what, uh, somewhat outside yeah. of your control. So, so well, the, I, uh, yeah. the right, so, no, go ahead. No, here's what I was going to say. So the path out of that, right? The path out of that, the path you're on today, describe that to the folks that are out there. How'd you yeah. get on this path? How do you stay on this path every day? What well, do you, I, what do you do? I can tell you the exact night. I can tell you. I remember I was at my lowest point. Um, I had already I'd already put a Glock in my mouth twice at that point and put it down. Um, and it was actually it was getting close to Christmas. So it's at a worse time to, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. has been depression. Bad um, timing. Was, people. Yep, yeah. my, my wife, you know, my wife and I were, were divorced at the time. Um, we have we we haven't gone to Disney in a while and we will again when they fix themselves over there. But um at the, we do have a Disney timeshare. We had a DVC timeshare. We've had it for years. Um, and uh, she had taken the kids to Disneyland. And um, I remember, so I was basically home in Omaha in a terrible, terrible relationship with this terrible lady. And she was awful, just toxic. Um, and my kids were gone. My wife was gone. It's Christmas time. I, I want to be with my kids. And I remember I did, I literally was doing the crying game in the shower. I, I'm naked in the shower, huddled, crying my ass off. Because I am so, I've just felt like I'd lost everything. It's like, what have I become? And it was, it was like, it, it literally was like a movie of, of at the lowest point. I mean, and I'm like, mm -hmm. what have I, and I remember looking in the mirror and I remember, and I, I, I've said this already. I remember looking in the mirror going, man, I don't want to live like this the rest of my life. And that's when I did get on my knees. I literally got on my knees and said, God, I, I can't do this. I need you to carry me. I need you to, to carry me through this. I, I, I can't do this. And, um, I did got the Glock and I, I put it in my mouth again, and um, I, 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 I maybe it was divine. I don't. I, but a voice said, "Just put the shit down. Put it down, dude. Put the shit down." And I put it down. I looked in the mirror again, and that is the hardest thing to do. The other two times, I was never able to look myself in the eye. The mm -hmm. third time, I was able to look myself in the eye and said, "I don't want to live like this to myself. I don't want to live like this anymore." And I got I got dressed. I picked up the phone. I called my wife. I said, can I come to Disney World with you guys? And and she said, yeah. And I, I that's again, literally, I just left. I was living by myself, of course. So it was just my house. So, um, and I, I packed a bag up, found a plane ticket, and I was off and got to Disney World. And honestly, you know, that was 2017. Stayed at the Polynesian Village. I've been to Disneyland for a lot, Disney World, I'm sorry, for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. That was such a wonderful, wonderful trip. I mean, it, it just felt, and I know you guys are probably in the same thing. It just felt, this is right. This is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. What the hell mm -hmm. have I been doing for the last three and a half years? Yeah. And, and it, everything. God bless your wife, man. She's through. a good woman. You know, there's women out She's there that would have said, yeah. nah, fuck you, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's, She's <absolutely> awesome. 
She's an uh, awesome woman walking on the face of this planet. God bless and buddy, her. And, and you just, and, and she did. It was just the most wonderful vacation and things. Mm-hmm. It was hard. You know, there were some, you know, we had to get through stuff. You know, there, there was, uh, you know, some business things. I'm trying, I had to, I was trying to, all the people that I'd surrounded myself with, I was trying to get rid of them, but you, you know, I'm a meal ticket for a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, I'm yeah. sure. So yeah. it, it's, it's, it's funny. I watch movies like Elvis and I watch movies like even a Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. that I'm not going to get into it too much because legally I'm not allowed to, mm-hmm. but I can just say I can relate very well to that. Not, not the, the not the people, I, mean, I don't have that many, but I can relate to the fi- losing yourself in the, business and trying to get out of it and one found a way out of it the other one didn't and i'm very lucky that i found a way out of it but it wasn't easy to do because cutting ties with a lot of it on the business side can get ugly and yeah. it did in some cases but my wife stood right next to me the whole time and that that's it was just like benghazi when the other guy stood next to me and road said hey you don't have to go well it's like my wife i'm like tanya you don't have to be here for this and she stood by me and that helped me get through it. And it was the same as Benghazi going with those guys. Like, I don't have to go, but they're going there. They got my back. Let's go. Yeah. And so that's why I said Benghazi was, was a, a great experience because it, it helped me learn how to get through obstacles. And it helped me to get to that point where I didn't kill myself. Because that was one of the things, too, I thought about was like, wait, I've been through the Army twice. Shit, I've been through Ranger School. I've been a Ranger. I've been through Ranger Indoctrination twice. I've been a private Ranger Battalion twice. I fought like hell to get back in. I forgot to get out. Got my master's degree during that time frame just to get myself better. I, I've been through all that shit for 10 years contracting. I've been through one of the worst nights people would think in my life, which I still think is one of the best nights in my life. It was tremendous. I'm not going to quit. I've been through damn 13 hours of that shit. I'm not going to quit on myself. And so it really Benghazi did help me overcome that third time as well. Cause I did think about it. Like, dude, are you serious? You've been through all this and now you're going to kill yourself. No. And so it was yeah. something that, that did help me uh, that right. helped me get through it. Some, uh, learned it, but having my wife there, those three years, the, the time after in 2017 on and having her with me now is why things have gotten so much better. And all that money that I lost, um, have we made it all back? No, I don't, but I don't want to be gone from home that long, but right we're doing just fine and we're comfortable and we're, we're in a good place that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing fine. I don't need all that money. I just yeah. need enough to take care of the kids. And I got my wife and it's, it's, and we got each other's back and it's tremendous. It's, it's wonderful. That consider that money as a, as a light, an expensive life lesson. It was, it was, yeah, it was there to, to teach you something. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it yeah. did. It did. It, yeah. it really I, did. I and, always, and got, I always tell people that, um, you know, when you look at movies, right? When you look at movies and 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 you read books about monsters, you know, like vampires and uh, you know uh, werewolves and just all the different monsters that are out there, right? Frankenstein's, all of that. That shit is all true. It's it yeah. all exists in real life. We and have vampires. Even- yeah, we have vampires around us. We have werewolves around us, but they just look like people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. De- demons are everywhere. And, yeah. And, oh, for sure. And. Yeah. But you know there there are there are angels and saints everywhere, yes. and, and my yeah. my wife's one of them, and mm-hmm. I I want to try to be one of those saints and angels too that help out when people mm-hmm. need help or, or can be there for someone, and especially my family. And yeah, I, I remember doing my last contracting job in 2017. I was still contracting. I actually went to South America. I was doing. I did. I I got very lucky in the early days of Blackwater because you get to know all the other contracts that are out there, all the ones that people don't talk about. 
and I actually did an anti-kidnapping contract in in um in El uh, it was in uh, where the hell was I at? It was in Costa Rica, and um I remember being gone for Halloween 2017, and I'm like, why why am I here? What am I doing? I'm missing another Halloween, <laughs> and it, 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 it's just one of those things where you know you have to really tell yourself, I, I got to quit. I got to stop at some point in time because that's the important thing. Now the family is where I need to be, not feeding my ego and being gone again and, and being away. And so it didn't really, the money was good, but I wasn't making any more money than I would have been staying home. And it, it was one of those things where again, family, I realized the importance of family and I need to, I need to close this chapter. And that was before yeah. I tried to off myself too. That was like, before, I, I was, I was going down a slippery slope and that was like two, three months before I had tried to December. It was like October. And it was one of those things where again, I was like, Jesus, I am so you, screwed up um, in my head. Do you think that you, for you in particular, do you think that you had to experience and go through that? Like th there was, was there any way somebody could have told you, Hey, oh, yeah, my uh, mom, you know, my, my, my mom, no, if your mom tells you something, guys, she's right. She is <laughs> Right. I I had to whether uh, go go ahead go ahead baby face I no I was just gonna say it, it seems to me like you had to put yourself through it to yeah. come to the other side of it you could not you, you would not have listened to anybody telling you because because yeah, I know I, I do the same thing I I absolutely do the same and I think men in general we do the same thing where you have to go through it uh, and then mm -hmm. come out the other yeah. side and been like I should have listened I'm sorry that's the fire that's the fire yeah. that makes your steel you know yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. And you're spot on. No, I haven't, having, uh, you know, and especially having a Latino, a Mexican mom, uh, mm -hmm. Latino women are smart as hell and they're, they're fire as hell. My abuelo, abuelo and abuela, you know, my grandma, grandfather, you know, they taught me a lot as well, but you're right, buddy. I, I, I should have listened looking back now. So, and I tell my mom that I was like, yep, you're right. I hate to say it, mom, you're right. But I did, I had to experience it for myself. Not that I, it's like, God, I got to experience this for myself. It's just no, no, like, you, you just, you can't take a, a, a lot of, I, I think a lot of us are that way where it's like, no, 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 I, you're wrong. Everybody's wrong. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. doing this correctly. This is what, and then yeah. at the end you're like, God damn it. Why did or I? Some, somehow it's going to be different for you. Somehow yeah, no, you be, will make it different. Everybody else has gone through this, but for me it'll be different. And you come out the other end going, that was stupid. That was so yeah. stupid. It, but, but you know what? I, I've learned from that as a parent. So now I know why. If, when, and I don't think I don't still get upset as a dad if my son or my daughter or my <laughs> other son don't listen to me. Yeah. I understand. Like, I do think that. I'm like, well, you know what? I didn't listen either. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, but they're hearing me because I heard what they were saying. And I know what they were saying. Mm -hmm. It's just you're hearing them, but you're not listening. And I understand what that means now where I didn't at the time. But yeah, you're spot on. You're, you know, you're spot on. Yeah. The warning signs were all there. Everything mm -hmm. was there. I look back at it now going, man, shit, they were all there. Why the hell didn't I pay attention but to be honest with you, I'm glad I did go through all that. And I was able, I'm glad I was able to get through it. There, there's, there are people that don't get through that. I'm telling guys, if you're having that issue, get through it. You're going to get out of that tunnel eventually. You will get out of that tunnel eventually. Maybe tomorrow, it may be five years from now, but you will get out of that tunnel eventually. Because now I can say that. Now I'm glad. I mean, I, I have something to say. It's like, I, I, I get it. Yeah. But don't quit. Don't stop yeah, on yeah. yourself. Just keep going. You're going to get out of it. It's going to suck. Embrace that suck and just keep driving forward and it will, you eventually will find that's yourself. A, I, don't, I don't know if that's one of your catchphrases, but it should be. Embrace, embrace <laughs> the suck. I like that. Because that is, I, I, I mean, it's, you're put, I, I truly believe that we are put here with 
things that are going to be put in our way. I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but you have obstacles in your way on purpose and you yep. are supposed to figure them out. That's part of being human. That's part of your life. Definitely. Embrace it sucks. I wish I could say that's a military term. I heard it. Oh, in the is military. that just mil- Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It really is true. Yeah, it, Embrace it sucks. It is. It's going to suck. You just, because that's what you, and especially if you, and that's something you learn that going to the special operations community too. Every day is embracing the suck. It's always, yeah. you're always yeah. the new guy. It doesn't matter how qualified you are. You're always the new guy at something. So you're always going to get hazed, pestered, made fun of. So it's okay though. That's just part of, and you're, it's always yeah. going to suck. PT's always going to suck. It doesn't get any easier because I'm 50. The standards are still the same for this 20 year old. I just got to make him. This is going to suck words. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, but you, you do learn from that. You learn from the obstacles, but you also learn how to go through an obstacle, or maybe you don't need to go through it. Maybe you don't need to be a Marine. Marines, you don't have to go through everything. Sometimes you can think, go around I, that obstacle. Sometimes you I go think over that's part that of the, 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 the growing up, the, the wisdom with age. You, yeah. as at me as a 20 year old, or if, uh, you know, in my teens, I would have looked at something and gone, This sucks. I'm going to have to go through that obstacle. But me and now, almost <laughs> mid 30s, I'd be like, No, we don't have to go. We don't have to go through uh, that. There's yeah. ways around all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I can see, I can see just from uh, that training thing that I did with Chris, I can see. And I was telling people after I came back from that, because first of all, big shout out to the guys from Fort Scott Munitions out there. Yeah, you're in Kansas now, right, Chris? We can talk about yeah. that, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. I've been I've been very blessed to be. So I, I've been a, a I, I don't know, a brand ambassador. I don't know a mm-hmm. promoter of Fort Scott Munitions for years since they first started, and they yeah. they're a tremendous company. Love. I think guys. me and that's you, awesome. man. Me and you. That's always yeah. That's yeah, always that's, been that's the how, thing. That's, yeah. That's you know that's actually I know yeah. you met Tick first, but that's how you and I really yeah. started to get to know right. each other was through Fort Scott Munitions. Yeah. yeah. So I went out there to do that thing with those guys, and they're awesome. I'm going to tell you, the, those guys treat me like family. I know they treat you like yeah. family, Patrick. Yeah. When you get a chance to go out there, it's I can't describe it. They're just really, really good people. I love those guys, and um, <laughs> yep. I really do. I really do. Honestly, um, you know, they uh, when when I started doing this thing, if I ever tell people. Like, uh, you know, what happened with me and those guys, those guys never looked at me for numbers or anything like that. They're always cool with me, but they are also crazy. And so I went out there to do this training thing with you. But since we were there, they decided, oh, no, we're going to also do a crash course, like a special ops crash course. You, I don't think you you weren't there for that. Tom, no, so. I, no, no, yeah. you, you don't you don't want you don't want to do that. Me. So, Not, so well, I, I think that, I think it was some Army Ranger dudes, but I could be wrong. No, no, hold on. I, what, was it? No, they, they there's a, they brought a couple. There's a couple Green Berets. One, one was yeah. a SF guy. One was a Marine. Um, yeah, yeah I did. No, there would have been a lot more PT with me. There, oh. You see, how I like to do PT. You, you would have been. You don't get a start at the door, dude. You got to run hundred meters. Yes. You got to run from Fort Scott Munitions to the door. Uh, then you start. That's not. You don't get a stack right at the door, dude. You got to run to that <laughs> So I go out there. I literally get out of my van after driving all the way up there. And uh, and then and then the guys from Guns Out TV literally got off the plane and they were like, guess what? We're going to put you guys through this crash course. This went until like two o'clock the next morning. They didn't want to feed us. It was it was nuts. They like, you know, we ate. But then they were like, oh, nobody's eating after this this time, which me and the Guns Out guys, we were like, that's bullshit. We we snuck off and went somewhere to find food. But it was cra- and it was fun. I had a great time. But then the next day now is training with Tonto, and I was like, "This I'm gonna be, 
I'm going to be dying out there. I've got no no chance to uh, recover or whatever, and I was doing it. And, uh, you know, and Tonto was like, hey, Hank, you know, you, you don't have to, like, push yourself and all that kind of stuff. You know, you're real laid it's, back. You're laid. He's, well, he's, you, yeah. You come in there, and I, I remember I brought you, I, I hate the term influencer. I can't mm-hmm. stand that because <laughs> in, 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 it's, it's like bullshit. Influ- influencer, you know, we have a responsibility if we're out mm-hmm. there with guns. We are mentors. We need, And that's what I said. I said, guys, influencer, horse shit. You want to, we're mentors. We need to set the example because people are watching us on all the social media. So mm-hmm. we need to be mentors out yep. here. And I think, yeah. I think there's a lot that needs to happen a lot more. I, 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 that's why I said, I can't stand gun influence. No, I know. Let's set the yeah. example. Yeah. And, and, but, but yeah. that being said, being out there and, and Michael Billings, one of my instructors. Oh, he's and, awesome. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and that's one thing with it. Mike is out there. I'm, I, Mike, no, my, I said, Mike is one of my guys. He knows what I expect. I don't need to be out there yelling. Let's just do the course. It's not that this isn't a vetting course. I mean, I'll run that kind of course. If you want me to get all rangered out and get up in your face and smoke the living shit out of you. Know, I, where did I you even find day. where did you even find Billings? That guy's like a robot or something. He's uh, like you know, he's uh, like T two remember the T two Terminator was that little skinny yes. dude? Yeah. No, 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 he's you no know, what was the name of the guy that was the second Terminator? The skinny oh, one, the T one thousand man. That's the T one thousand. Yeah, the skinny dude. That dude was yeah, nuts. I don't, yeah, that's yeah. Bill. That's oh. Billings. Billings is crazy like that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's why I loved. I loved about when I used to, you know. And that's one thing for me too is it, it, it's hard for me to speak and then mm-hmm. get that kind of effort. I, I needed help. And when Boone and I started battle line, when we split, you know, we mm-hmm. and and I would always, you know, me and Boone don't really talk too much anymore, which is that's I still love him to death. It's just one of those things. Again, a lesson learned when you get in that spotlight and the money starts rolling in. Money can – and it's it's just one of those things where yeah. I still love them to death. I just know that we just – we probably won't get along and have the ability to sit down and talk to each other anymore. But if he needed me and he said, Tano, I need you, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So, But I always recommend, hey, go, go train with him. He has his own training company. He works in Florida. He's a tremendous instructor. But when we split um, – that kind of effort that you saw at the course is, is usually what I put into it. And it I'm, not, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, dude. It was wearing me out. So I needed to find somebody, first of all, that I could, that was, that could shoot very good mm-hmm. tactically, mm-hmm. was very personable, wasn't a jerk. You don't need to be, all your instructors out there, you don't need to be yelling and be a Navy you're, No, you're, they're not going through buds. They're not going through ranger assessment yeah. selection. That's where you don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, I didn't, you didn't need to don't abuse your students. Uh, like it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, they, I, well, I guess there are people who want to get abused, right? There's people who want to go well, train and get abused. I don't want to. There are places there are, for that. Yeah. There are yeah. 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 I'm not Am saying I, I don't want someone to push me. Of course, the whole thing is about being pushed. But being I've pushed. seen there's those abusive trainers out there yeah. that pride themselves on hitting people, pushing people, talking to them like crap. And that's what's scaring off a lot of like and not everyone here is a super tactical operating ninja. You know, we well, and, we do and, want folks out there to get training, and that pushes well, and them I'll, away. I'll tell you, and the gun community. That's why I'm not. I'm not really in the gun. I'm 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 not in that. I know all the guys. Hey, I'm friends. I can say hi to. I see Tim. Can I, hey, what's up, buddy? I, I I'm not trying to name drop. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying. But I'm not mm-hmm. in that. I don't want to be in that black rifle coffee community. And I know Evan. <laughs> I've worked with Evan downrange. I I've worked with Evan. You know, Matt Matt was a private when I was at Ranger Battalion. When I was a team leader, mm-hmm. and, and but 
that's not me. And, and I don't want to be that arrogant bro vet mm-hmm. yelling, beating. I, yeah, there's a box for that. And anyone who wants to be in that box is cool. I'm not knocking oh. people necessarily, but I think yeah. we put, we push a lot. There's a lot of folks out there that they get scared. And I, I often tell this to companies, right? I am like in the gun world. There's a lot of companies that will only deal with guys like you. And I'm not knocking that because you did something to deserve that, yeah. right? But there's folks out there who fetishize yeah. it and they will only deal with you. And then when it's normal folks, they don't have any space for them. And it's a tough thing for me because I respect what you did and what a lot of other people did. However, overall, all these gun folks out there, uh, most of them are not like that. And when they see all of this stuff, when they see this, it kind of it makes them go, wait, wait, wait a second. That's not really for me. And it's not true. This is for you. And, and that's why we and I, I saw that. And that's why I, I really I don't do the brand ambassador thing anymore. I, I don't I, I don't honestly I don't take money for sponsors. I don't do the IG. I, I mean, the, mm-hmm. I, 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 the podcast we do. I mean, the podcast so we can make it free. We have sponsors for that. But for, aside from Fort Scott Munitions, we have a CBD company and a protein company because I love physical. So it's, again, it's, I, I don't want to be just like that. We're mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, it's guns and guns. No, I'm not, guys. In fact, I don't even hunt anymore. Um, I do like to go shoot. I'm more into PT. I'd rather, honestly, physical training. I'd, honestly, I'd rather go out and just sit and listen to the trees and the birds chirp than go out and try to blow something up. And you know, Ryan's always, and I'm getting off tangent, but Ryan's always trying to get me out to go blow something up. I'm like, Ryan. Oh, yeah, those dudes I'm, always. Yeah. <laughs> the Fort like, Scott, hey, yeah, Fort Scott guys <laughs> like to, I don't know, I guess Kansas people. Is that what, think, what else is there to do out there? Like I think any, anywhere from anywhere from Dahlonega, Georgia, up to probably Denver, Colorado, uh-huh. and then up to uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and down uh-huh. to Austin, Texas. Within that range, yeah, people like to blow stuff up. Uh-huh. At the range, where, you know, and then there's people. Yeah. Anyway. But when I, we I were when we were hanging out at, at Ryan, I don't know which Ryan you're talking about. I'm talking about Kraft. 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 Yeah, I'm talking about yeah. Kraft. Kraft was at his mom's house. She was like, like, uh, you know, all the folks over there were great and they're giving us dinner. He's at his mom's house and he's blowing stuff up. I'm like, and I'm like Ryan. I, I have to remind Ryan. So I, I was like, Ryan, I, I saw a dump truck bomb go off. I, I don't need to go see. He's a mad scientist. Ryan is a mad scientist. He's actually inventing a lot of stuff. That's a smart. He, well, yeah, he does. He, that's the yeah. ammo he makes. That Force Guard Munitions ammo is tremendous. And yeah, it's all copper. You know, it's copper. Copper lined. There's no lead mm-hmm. in it, which is awesome. I love that as well. I am mm-hmm. us gun people. I I know that the left doesn't like to think that gun people are environmentalists, but hell yeah, we are. And, yeah. Hey, clean up your fucking range, dude. Don't leave your trash out there. Let's not get lead. Let's say hey, hey, a lot of ranges now won't let you mm-hmm. use lead. We don't want that anymore. I, you know, I was like, I, and I agree with them. Hey, Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, we love nature. I, that's what being outside and shooting is all. It's not just a shooting. It's like you saw at the course we had it here, the copper ticket course, how beautiful it was out mm-hmm. with the trees. And there's a little stream that runs behind the range. And, oh, it was awesome. The shooting, yeah. yeah. The shooting was great, but mm-hmm. wow. Look at this beautiful scenery around here. And yeah. I think a lot of people within the gun community are like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 love the outdoors. That's why yeah. we do it. Yeah, we, we love, love nature. Being... What makes people think that gun guys don't love nature? I mean, they do. Hunters love nature. Yeah, <laughs> they it, respect nature. Who respects nature more? Yes, they're exactly. they're they're they you know they're taking this animal, but uh, you know, like what you see in the movies. 
I'm not saying that doesn't exist. You know, like you, you, you see these movies and the hunters are like evil people doing these bad things, killing things for no reason. Okay, that exists, but that's not most hunter folks out there. No. It's not. No, absolutely no. not. Po- po- poaching, I mean, it's very regulated and poachers, yeah. you know, all three of us here, I know we shoot, but I, dude, don't be poaching. No, we'll, we'll come find you. I mean, there's guys too. I, and I, I am buddy. You know, I, I shouldn't even call him a buddy anymore because – I didn't really care for Craig when we were working together within the agency. So I mean, him and I didn't, I mean, there's another guy where we just, eh, he was a GRS guy, but he was a very good operator, but guys like Craig that actually have taken to the next level that go out and hunt coaches, try to find them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, the, and, and, and Craig is representative of, I think he is a good representative of the, of the gun community. Um, whether I like him, whether we're buddies or not, you know, I, that regardless, he still is a good representative. But he's mm-hmm. done that thing where we can say, yeah, we are very, mm-hmm. we do respect nature. We do really respect the animals. And there's mm-hmm. guys out there that are actually coming for you because they mm-hmm. don't want you destroying and yeah. killing things indiscriminately. It's just, yeah. No, do let it. me let me get some uh, let me get a comment in here because uh, I know that the audience is here. They, they've stuck with us through all our crazy yeah, just- starts. And all that kind of stuff. Chat over here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, Shelly Fungus says, hey, Chris, I need your motivation. Just ordered an autographed copy of your book. Uh, he put his order number uh, in there. He said, send, yeah. me, send me the Tonto vibes. <laughs> Thank you, brother. So you got you it. Know. Um, the spirit fingers. They're coming for you, buddy. The spirit fingers. They're coming. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know uh, I'm trying to see if there's any um, other things here. If you guys have questions... Uh, you know, let us know and I'll get it in there. I know there's there's been like chat and conversation going. So I know Patrick wanted to ask you about night vision. Now I just is, I want to yeah. hear about. Mm-hmm. So so um, I've been keeping up. Who was it that we had on the podcast that um, did night vision? I uh, uh, no 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 that was part of Fort Scott. Oh, we had Ryan. We had a uh, big Ryan. Ryan Duvier. Ryan Duvier. Ryan, okay. Ryan yeah. Duvier. Lurch. Yeah, so, yeah Lur- Lurch on. Yeah, that's Lurch, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he's, so, family Lurch. he's a big dude. So big he, dude. He, he mentioned the, the course, and then he's been keeping yeah. contact with me about when it was coming up. And I, I, this time I can't make it. Marley, my wife is due in January with her first baby, and I, yeah, uh, I wanted to come home. out, but it was. Uh, I felt it was irresponsible for me to go spending a bunch of money right before Marley has a baby. Very so, irresponsible of you. Don't yes. do that. Don't yes. Do that. So, so, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm hoping you continue this. Uh, you know, I, I heard it sure. was kind of depending on how it does. Um, so if it does go into next year, I definitely will be there. But I want to hear what this isn't something. What are you teaching? Like, what what's the course going to be like? What are you guys going to? Well, you know what? And, and we're very. I, I'm very very blessed. Not because of the partnerships I've made, because of 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 being, but because of people I've worked with. Luckily for me, a lot of those people that I've worked with within, within the military or the or the contracting world, a lot of these guys now work for gun companies or mm-hmm. uh, or optical companies. And um, this is how I got involved with Photonist Defense, Photonist, and they sponsor our Battleline podcast. It's tremendous. I, I didn't get on with them because I'm Tonto. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that helped with the uppers, but the guy that runs the, the, the big guy that runs the retail side, Phil Otto, was a GRS guy. He was a Marine, but we worked for the CIA together. We rode together in Kabul for a couple of years, and we've remained friends for a long time. And they, luckily, he came, hey, uh, we want to sponsor your podcast. And I'm like, Night Vision? 
Oh fuck yeah! Squash the body. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, if you said no, we would have you. We'll get you an MRI know, or yeah. CAT scan. You know, and um, uh-huh. and I love Phil, and Phil is tremendous. So luckily for us, you know, Phil's like Phil and I, are like, well, let's do a class together. And luckily for me, again, being in Kansas and having a range here, and having other means for you know for for um to get money this isn't one of this i'm an entrepreneur i am this is one way i make money but it's not the only way i'm very lucky that i can have a course even if i only have a couple people mm-hmm. and i think i think night vision is something that people are a little bit skeptical to get into because it is it's we're used to being in the daytime my thing is hey guys you're going and shooting 100 million rounds at that paper target running backwards and it looks cool on youtube but mm-hmm. you really want to get up and let's, let's go to that next level and guess what I have a guy, buddy of mine that I worked with. He's an instructor as well. He will come down and we will teach with the best. And it is, I, brother, their night vision. I wish I would have had that on the rooftop there that night or any other op that we did. It is unbelievable. Come out with the best, probably the best night vision company in the country. Night vision is on us. We're going to, not, you don't get to keep it, but you can yeah, use, use it. You know, battle line myself. And it's a way for me to give back. It's especially during these times of woe when things are so high, prices are so high. I'll pay for the night vision rental. Come out. And what we're going to do is just really the first day is just getting used to it. I and mean, that's the first thing is just getting used to having that damn thing on your head and then getting used to whether you have binos or if you're wearing the, wearing the four bangers or if we bring you the monocular out, um, getting used to that. And, and that is just coming on the range and just shooting and, and having, uh, you know, using an infrared laser, showing how the hold is completely different. You're not looking down a sight anymore. All you're doing is pointing a laser. So the, the so the hold's going to be different. And guess what? You have no peripheral vision anymore unless you have that four banger. But even then, you're looking you're, in a you're only Yeah, you're only looking out a little bit. Yeah, and so yeah. Again, where can I just, where can I just quickly? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off, but I'm trying to find. Ahead. I want to find that class so I can uh, share it. Um, uh, go but, go to go to a Hank. Go to you can go to my website first, either christonoprano.com or you can go to battlelinetactical.com. It'll pop up. Okay. But it also will pop up under in Fort Scott Munitions. They, it's in there. It's in their catalog as well. But go to okay. Battleline Tactical or go Christo, go to christonoprano.com. And then for the drop down, you'll see Battle Line Tactical, and it'll be right there. And then it's Jeremy runs my Facebook page, so it's all over there on Facebook. And but you know, Babyface, his first day is really just getting used to it. We will do some movements, but it will be very, it will be minimal movements because for, it is it for is anybody awkward. that's that's never put knobs on their head. The best thing I can, the best way I can describe it, um, and I, I've. I'm not an expert by any means. I've had, I've had, uh, I got a PDS 14 about a year and a half or two years awesome. ago. And awesome. then eventually, obviously I like any good, any good night vision person, you know, you just, yeah. you can't just stay with a PBS 14. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's like if you turn all the lights off and then look through whatever green or white toilet paper tube, and yeah. that's all you can see. That's it. Um, so you, it, it is a lot, it takes a lot of getting used to if you're not, if you don't have a solid footing underneath you to begin with. And that's where we is. We'll just work on bases with the nods on. I'm going to work on you just getting your head. You got to turn your, and guys, guess what? You got to turn your head and getting used to doing this. And how we do that is we have, <laughs> yep. we put people on the line and we have them do turns and it can, if you don't have instructors that know what the hell they're doing on this, it can be very dangerous. So you have to, we have to maintain. Instructors got to have their nods on too, because we're going into low light or or no. We'll go to low. You know, we'll start with low light first. 
at a show. You got to do it. It's just a crawl, walk, run. And then depending on just what ambient light we have out there from the stars or, or if we don't have anything at all, it can be pitch black. You're going to have to get used to that. And it, it's just something that we will crawl, walk, run. Where the, It'll be static just like you would in the daytime. It's just we have to be a little bit more, um, uh, I would say, a little bit more stringent on the safety procedures because it is at night. And I just mm-hmm. got to make sure that you, you're even willing to turn your head and how much you really have to almost be like a robot turning to find the target before even bringing your gun up, even more so than in the daytime where we just don't want so nobody's flagging each other. And that's the biggest thing I see when I used to teach night vision, even for operators that knew how to use it, flagging people just left and right because you're so used to that gun coming up as soon as you start to move, even though you don't know under night vision, you're not having a peripheral vision to pick up what's on the right or left of you. So you really have to be almost robotic and turn mm-hmm. and get used to facing straight on where you think you need to be. The night vision's right there and then bringing that gun, gun up. And that's the biggest, it's just being very, that's the slow stuff. Once we'll do that, we'll get through that. Then I'll start doing little movements with you where we'll go five minutes. We'll have you start it. Uh, start it. Uh, if it's a seven yard line, you're going to, start at the end and I'll have you move and it'll be a walk where you're going to walk stop at the 10 and shoot and then we'll pick it up a little bit um, I don't think we'll get to a point where I'm having you run because I mean that's that is very advanced stuff under night vision yeah. and now we'll get to a course where if you've gone through this one okay now we're going to brush it up a level and that's what we do with battle line all the time is we will we'll crawl walk run you got through I mean, this. are you going to have to do push-ups and stuff like that with the night vision uh, no I, I won't do that with you on that um, okay I, I, the, the, <laughs> I, I, it, I mean, there are people, people will, we just talked about the mind over matter thing. Right. People will mind, will, will stress themselves out by just being under night vision and having them do it's, movements. And uh, So I have, uh, we have two setups. Um, I recently, so I have my, my DTMVGs and then I built a mod three, which is in two awesome. pieces right now, but the mod threes are the ones that you can click the pods in and out. Click uh, we have a baby on the way, so I convinced my wife to let me build her a set. And then I was like, hey, why don't I buy a mod three? Because then you can, you know. Okay, yeah, that sounds it. totally but, logical. Exactly. <laughs> that makes complete um, sense. You know, don't get any baby formula. Don't. Hey, we have plenty of money. Don't for stock that. up mm-hmm. on Pampers. I'm not concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if, if we get I, to that point, baby face on that course, though, on the day two. We'll put. Well, I'll build you. I'll build a little doorway on the range, uh, and we'll. I'll have you come in and clear. I'll have you. Clear, I mean, it, it'll be very easy. It's going to be all facing for coming through and actually acquiring targets and doing a little, the, doing a little door entries on the range. All of this cool tech that I have sitting here, and I still have not been able to get Hank to come out into his own backyard with me <laughs> at night with nods to shoot, and I have. Some primo technology, and he's like, "No, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm it." We need to. We there's a first of all, there's a coyote or a couple of coyotes, and a, a we, fox or a couple of foxes. We um, have the technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he that, always, that's he big. always, that's big. he always comes over here to do that night vision stuff. Like either him, and then I think you came over one time with Kyle. One of our yeah, friends. Yeah, Kyle and I normally, yeah. uh, for yeah. another and friend, they, we come they, over and shoot Yeah, at night. they come over right when I come out of the shower and I'm feeling all fresh. I'm not Who's going, this, this Florida, I'm not going outside and getting sweaty again, man. <laughs> I'm staying, you know. Yeah, I, I'm with you, brother. I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Fuck yeah. it, I'm not going out, guys. I'm tired. I hope that the turnout is good because I want to see stuff like this expand. Mm-hmm. One thing that I would love to see, and nobody, I think, teaches this, is night orienteering i would love to learn the skill of navigating at night because i don't 
I, I, you know, I was a Boy Scout. I know how to orienteer. I know how to navigate. I know how to do that sort of stuff. But when you add night to the equation, it's got to be totally different. You know, Babyface, I'll be honest with you. It's easier. It is actually easier orienting at night. Well, because you're not all you're like, all you can really see is your map and your compass. So you're going off things that if as long as your compass is working and and you've got the right azimuth, you've got the right distance and direction. It's easy because you're not starting to look around and that tree's you're not just, throwing you off or you're, you're yeah. just you're, – you're dead reckoning is what you're doing because you're at night. Okay. You know? Yeah, that and makes sense. It, it really – I mean it, as you just got to get through the first couple and it feels a little weird. But you're going to be like, holy shit, this is easier because I'm not throwing myself off by trying to ter- terrain associate or I'm trying not to walk around. Yeah, you're going to fall more and you're probably going to hit more stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, but that totally makes sense. I didn't even think about it, that. It is. I, I, yeah, sorry, well, I, well, when you're when you're going on a hike from point to point, you're constantly scanning like where's that next yeah. marker? Where's that next marker? And I, I can see how I've done it before where you throw yourself off. and You're like, I'm pretty you sure drift. it's that way. And my compass says it's this way, but I feel like it's that way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you and everybody drifts. Everybody drifts to their strong leg. And unless you know to come back the other way, go around <laughs> you're going on obstacles. But you, you just when in daytime, we drift at nighttime. You don't drift because. All you're looking is your compass and you're checking it and you're dead reckoning. It. But I will, again, I will tell you, and I just said this, I think I just said this before, you're going to trip and you're probably going to oh, hit yeah. more things because you're, because you may not see what's in front of you, especially if you're in Florida or, it, or Georgia and all those catch me yeah. vines. And, and, Any, and, anytime I put the knobs on somebody for the first time, brand new, that's never put knobs on. I'm always like, you need to understand that you need to walk about 15 feet ahead of you. You need to look at what's ahead of you about 10 to 15 feet and anticipate that because whatever's right under your foot, you're going to trip over it. If you, you're not yeah. paying attention further out. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I've got the, I've got the, um, the yeah, course up here for, um, for anyone who wants to see it. Do you want to just tell the folks, give, give the people out there some yeah. quick info on it again? Well, yeah, it's, it's guys, it, it is a level one. And I, I, I don't think there's anything as advanced. I don't believe there's, there's not advanced combat. There's not basic. I no, no. There's, there's really, there is somebody that knows the basics and there's somebody that just knows them a little bit better. So we don't say advanced. We say levels. This is level one, two, and three. This is a level one course. This is an entry level course. And we will keep it as such. And day one will be with Phil Otto. He'll be here, the photonist defense rep, and my buddy that was a CIA, former Marine as well, CIA contractor with me, Cabo. He's going to be, in, me and him will be the lead instructor. He'll do the classroom portion. Well, we'll break down what night vision is. And we'll have stuff in the classroom so you can get familiar with it. But then we'll go right to the range. And like I said, we'll just put it on you where it comes to low light hours and where you can still see the night vision, but you can still sort of see what's around you because it's it's a, it's early early morning, I mean, uh, what's it called? Before evening nautical twilight, mm-hmm. and um, so you'll have some some good light out for you, and you'll just start to get used to it, and we'll start to start to do some drills, and we'll also start to do, of course for that we'll start to show you the holes, the correct holes with night vision because you'll be using an infrared laser as well. It's not just the night vision. You got to have the laser too. Oh, it's you can't, so you, much fun. You sh- and I, I, you can have a, a, like a like a, a holographic sight that's NVG capable, but those are I mean, those are tough to use. I have an EOTech. You know, uh, uh, Vortex makes one as well. But I, I really want you to you be able to use an infrared laser or even a green laser as well. I, I, a, a Viz green. There you go. A Viz green <laughs> laser is fine too. And laser we'll just start. We'll just start getting familiar with it day one, so you're comfortable. And it, it really, all my classes really depend on the students. 
and we go as fast as a, I, I, Hank. I know you said that babyface. You probably said this hers before. We can only go as fast as our as our slowest student, which is fine because mm-hmm. we got to be safe. Safety is paramount, so mm-hmm. we'll go move along as fast as we can. But what you will get into by the end of day two, you will be doing some running movements with infrared. You'll be running from maybe maybe to be a short distance, but you'll be running from a point to a point and taking shots as fast as you can with your infrared laser. And we'll be doing some turning movements as well. And we got to see your weapons, your weapons skills, your, your weapons manipulation. And muzzle awareness, really, you can see who's really good at it under night vision because you see people and their and their weapons manipulation. And then that, you know, if we get to... Go ahead, I was go just going to say, that's, that's the other thing. That's the other thing people don't think about with, with going under nods is you're, as a daytime shooter, you're used to looking down and going, oh, here's my mag, here's where this is, here's all this, here's yeah. a charging handle. Under, under really dark nights with nods, you better know where that stuff is by hand. Well, and, 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 you know, and, and no nods that I know of. Even photonists, they probably have the best close to autofocus, and they call it something else. But when you're looking down, you're set to look at your target. When you yep. look down to grab your – you're not it's seeing it. It's blurry. blurry. And, and even with photonists, but it, it, they do a pretty good job with their autofocus. But no, nod, no nods out there have great, great autofocus where you look yeah. down and it goes – that's terminator shit (laughs) eventually eventually i like the fact that um i you know i like the fact that you guys provide everything right you're providing yeah i didn't realize that was part of it for anybody i'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass but when you look at the price of the class Mm -hmm. and the fact that you get that included i didn't realize that that's really 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 and good I, for the price and uh, babyface we did that and uh, you know as people were raising prices i I, I shop at walmart too i shop and i know how much to gallon can of, i show I much can i show I'm the spending. price tonto can i show the price while you guys are yeah please, about that? please do please oh, okay, do okay cool for okay. the two-day yes. course I'll, i'll tell you the two-day course is 450 um yeah. but that's you know, we'll, we'll extreme. Go, we'll, we'll, that's very good yeah if you've never yeah, looked we'll, at training we'll, especially using nods most people that you train with with nods you either bring your own set, yeah. Uh, so there. you have to have you know four or five grand invested, or uh, you have to rent from them, and that's another five six hundred bucks sometimes. Well, yeah. and, and no, but that's the thing for Scott that they, they do have the nods and photonists. But like I said, I I really do feel for people and how they're going, what they're going through right now because mm-hmm. I'm going through the same thing, and mm-hmm. I've lost. Thank you, Biden. I've lost almost fifty thousand dollars in my retirement. Appreciate it, buddy. That's uh, freaking oh, awesome. I love you. Yeah. Uh, but but I understand it. You know, and I'm still doing okay. I, I can't even imagine. How are people surviving? But people still want to learn. So what am I going to do? I'm going to raise prices so I'm going to take more money from you? No, fuck no. I'm bringing my prices down. And I'm, because this is an outlet for people as well. This is fun. The gun community, we are good people. We are in the same boat as everybody else. So I am not going to raise my prices. In fact, I'm going to make it cheaper because I want you to come and have fun. I want you to come and learn. And as Battle Line, we can't afford to pay for that rental for you. And because it's here in Kansas, there's no travel for me. I'm, I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make a ton of money, but that's yeah. fine. I, it's, that's it's, a not, great, it's, it's a great way for uh, folks out there who, you know, who are really interested in this and don't have anything. That's a great investment want, for you to find out, in my opinion. If you want to get your feet wet in yeah. night vision and you have and you can afford the, the the class and even if you're close and can drive or if it's mm-hmm. a quick flight there this is the as far as i can tell the best way i mean to get my feet wet with night vision i 
had to, well, I had a, somebody that let me borrow his PBS 14 and I was like, yeah. holy shit, this is amazing. And then it was uh, $2,500 to get a, a basic, basic setup. I mean, used 14, a helmet, a bump helmet, not even anything fancy. Like it's expensive. It's very expensive. Well, we'll have Gladiator Solutions. Help. I mean, that's some of the best armor, body armor out on the market, man. I, we'll have – you don't have to bring body armor, but we'll yeah, have show, Gladiator Solutions. Yeah, show that Solutions. again, Chris. You can hold that yeah, yeah. up. Here we go. This is your – this is your – yeah. This is my – but we'll have the Gladiator Solutions helmets. I, I don't know. I just don't have one out here. But we'll have helmets for you. Um, and like, the thing is, those too, is I'm telling you, and Babyface, if you come out, buddy – and you put your photonist next to what you have, you're going to be like, holy <laughs> shit. You're, you're coming I, out to use probably the best night vision in the country. I, yeah. And, and you're getting trained. I mean, not just me, but Phil is – Phil. when you meet Farmer Phil, Farmer Phil Otto, Otto, the dude is one of the coolest guys in the world, and he knows his shit on night vision. This is what he does, and he's an operator. You know how I know that? Because he rode right next to me in Cabo, and he had my ass <laughs> – had you know protected my ass for two years, so I know he knows his mm-hmm. shit because he was right there with me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. and and it's no, in I, some Fort some Fort Scott. It might be a little cold. It's December in Kansas. It's gonna be and a man, little cold. It's gonna I, be a little cold. But Fort Scott is an awesome place, man. Love. Uh, unfortunately, Fort Scott, unfortunately, with the baby on the way, I'm not gonna make this one. But yeah, I, I like I told Ryan, I want him to keep me. And I actually, while we were chatting, I went and signed up for. Your website, is there a better place to sign up to get notifications like uh, the- no, my, my web, my sign up my website, and okay, that's where I signed up. Every, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. next, I've already, yeah, I've pretty um, much already, Marley has already said yes. I just, she's will be eight months pregnant, and I'm like, I can't, I can't leave her to go shoot night vision while she's pregnant. It, so. it, we will, but, the beauty of being here in Kansas and doing them too is the range is just down from my house, so it's yeah, I, that's what I love about this. That was what was hard, and, you know, and also Hank, when I was doing battle line training before, mm-hmm. I didn't have a home range, and traveling and going to training and being away, that, I mean, I was, already, I was already speaking all the time, then doing news, and then going on battle line, having uh, battle line and having to go to use other people's ranges and the travel, uh, you know, it, it's just unbearable a lot of the time. So having a range here, it makes it easy, so I'm home at night, but also that's why I can, I can say, you know what, let's knock these prices way down, because you know what, I, I get to be home at night. That, that's that's enough. I, I as long as we're paying, you know, paying the cost of, of operating, and I'm able to pay. You know, I'll pay Phil to come in. Of course, he's it's his time and money. I mean, it's his time. I'm going to pay him. I don't ask for anything for free. I will never do that for anybody. I've been asked a lot of people to do for me to do free shit for him. I will never do that. Your time is worth money. Um, and um, but that thing is seriously for me. The payment is I get to come home at night when it's done. Mm-hmm. I gotta go shoot. You get to see the family, family. yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and also just to let you guys know, I try to make an experience just like we do with E3 Farms when we have when we have have our shooting stuff. I'm gonna have s'mores out there. I love s'mores. We're gonna have fires going. <laughs> you know, if you guys want to hang out, like the like the last class we had, yeah. I, I go for. I went. My knee wasn't when I didn't blow up my knee. I, I went for a run and took everybody on a tour around the old fort, and then I bought dinner. We always pay for dinner for everybody. So, you're, and then we, we will the night vision course too. I'm going to pay for dinner the first night. We'll bring dinner out for you. But man, having s'mores and just just shooting the shit. There, of course, there'll be some tunnel vodka too. But that'll be day two. That's not going to be oh, day okay. one. I can't have you. I can't have you hungover. 
I would love if Hank could swing it and go in my place this time, but I don't know if I can convince him. I know he's. Uh, well, I know I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna be traveling at that time. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna probably be in California at that time doing we, some band we, stuff. I'll make it. I'll make it happen. But I, I want to make sure that we're helping to get the word out. Maybe we'll have the Fort Scott guys come on and talk about it as well. And I would I would really like to do it. You know, I, I really never, would like to get again. That done. This this first one isn't gonna work out for us. For all of us mm. are you know the the podcast folks are busy. Whenever it happens again next year, whenever you guys mm. schedule another, I am gonna put it. I want in. I'm gonna be in on it because I really want to go do this. It sounds really. Well, We'll schedule it during it. Um, the weather, we're, we're in north, no, I'm down in southeast Kansas, so it's not like Wichita and out in the flatlands. It's rolling hills. It's beautiful out here in late spring, early summer, and then this time of year is freaking gorgeous. Oh, that sounds perfect. So, um, I'd love it. The only reason I couldn't have it this at this date is because I, I, I do still a lot of corporate speaking and corporate, during the fall. I have eight speaking events in the next, uh, next, uh, next five weeks. Which is normal. That's just heavy. But the blessing with that is my wife gets to come to a lot of those with me as well as my young son. So that's another beautiful. Like, Chris, you just said you don't want to travel anymore. Well, it's different if my family comes with me. I mean, then it's kind of like a paid vacation. That's exactly so, it. No, that's exactly right. I personally yeah. hate traveling by myself. If my wife were coming with me, hell, I'll go anywhere she wants. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, so a, couple, a couple of things here. First of all, we're past nine o'clock. Obviously, we started a little late here. Are you guys okay going a little later? I can go Very 30. Good. I got 30 more minutes. Okay, cool. I got, I got, yeah. I'll take that. If you, Yeah, I'll take that. Um, yeah, we did start late, buddy, and that's partly my fault for not coming on to work out the bugs. Oh, that, sorry. No, 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 that's not your fault at all. That is Hank's fault through that's, and through. That's all me. That's all me <laughs> and uh, the CIA or whoever else is uh, Yeah, that's, that's who's your fault there. Yeah, Northern Virginia. Let's do this because I didn't think we got it. Did we get Because I do want to get the Spikes guy. Yeah, let's show some gun stuff. Yeah, and this is this is you know Spike's tactical. They are a sponsor of Battle Line uh, tactical as well as Maxim Defense. I, I think probably two of the best short barrel rifle gun makers in the country. I think Spike's is probably the best. And Cole Lilo over there and Spike are they're just great people, man. And then the Maxim Defense that that little brace does a tremendous job. And they're a little even their little uh, SBR brace is tremendous. And then. I love savvy guys because they they'll make me this blingy stuff and and babyface you'll see me sometimes coming out to courses wearing like blue Nikes and stuff because I just love parodying. The I mean, that was, I gotta be that was now. <laughs> that was like the running joke of of thirteen hours though is you were or the character that played you in the no, movie that, was was in flip flops that's shorts well that and that's that's how I was I wore shorts actually that night too um but anyway spikes tackle guys. Gotta check them out. Yeah, yeah we love. Tactical. By the way, Spikes Tactical is a Florida company, so big shout yeah, out they're, to. They're uh, not far. Yeah, yeah. I've been up there to uh, visit Spikes Tactical. They've ma- no, been oh, making that. cool, great stuff for a long time. Oh, oh yeah, they face got, got one right there. Off. Yeah, well, we got cut off. My my go to home SBR is a uh, honey. The, their honey badger lower. Honey yeah. badger, and that the and one I showed is, you. I mean, this is my this is my my go to nice. gun. It's got all the stuff on it. Yeah. Nice. And, and nice. also, I would also like to say, like, so far as that sling, everyone should have a sling on their rifle that, you know, is their go-to rifle. Savvy Sniper slings, right? Yeah, Savvy Sniper slings. Awesome, yep. awesome. I, I have uh, slings from them. Uh, great folks. If I'm not mistaken, um, the guy that owns Savvy Sniper, he was like a law enforcement or something. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he was. And I want to yeah. say, I, I, and I forgive me, guys, I, I want to say Alabama, but I know it's mm. somewhere in that area. I just can't remember exactly. Yeah, those are good folks. Yeah, so. Savvy- you can't go wrong with a savvy sniper sling. Absolutely, yeah. I would agree with that. 
question. But um, going back to uh, and the, so a, a couple of things, a couple of things. Uh, Lola yeah. wanted to know how much ammo is required for that class. Oh, it got, well, we're making it because it's all you need as far as nine mil ammo. As long as you have a hundred rounds of nine mil, we might get into some low light stuff where we teach you with because mm -hmm. I'll get into a little bit of it. I would say as long as you have fifty to hundred rounds of nine mil, you're fine. Two fifty of whatever AR rounds, two fifty to three hundred, you're going to be fine. I am not a big, huge proponent on just blowing through rounds. You make <laughs> sure you're hitting what you're aiming at. And I think we've gotten away from that in the gun community, especially because of social media. It's like just spray and pray. Mm -hmm. Brody, I don't know any ranger, unless you are a 240 gunner, and even then, you're not spraying and praying, but you got an automatic where you're a 240 gunner right. saw. You want to end the fight as quickly as possible with the least amount of ammo that you need to expend. So you have to make those count. So I am a big proponent on that. So you'll be doing two rounds, but it's going to be fine-tuning that stuff down. And then we'll get into some steel. So as long as you got 250 to 300, and even if we get froggy and we start blowing through rounds because you guys are tearing shit up and you're kicking ass, I always have extra rounds that I give people. I, okay. I have no problem can, doing that. Can folks, They, I'm going to assume this, but you can tell me if I'm wrong, since it, it is uh, in conjunction with Fort Scott Munitions, they will be able to buy some. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So. I will actually, you know, and that's thing too, we'll, we'll give the option, but you got to right. know too, like I said, it's a lead-free range. So it's got to be lead free ammo. But yeah, we will. And that's that's not a, that's not to get you to buy Fort Scott munitions. That's that's a requirement where our range is. The city mm -hmm. requires this. And I, yeah. and I agree with it. I really do think that most ranges should be lead free now. Um, but um, yeah, you'll be able to get ammo and just try to find some lead free ammo. If you're unable to, of course, uh, um, uh, Fort Scott munitions will have it. Mm -hmm. Use a battle line code. You use that code they give you 15 percent off on the on the ammo so it's part of us because we work with them so much it's mm -hmm. like dude because you know hank i love Fort Scott munitions ammo but it, it can get a little expensive it, yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for, for but it, it's worth yeah. it but we also like guys you know not everybody yeah. can come and afford that to just go to shoot at the range right so they give us a good a really good discount but again two 200 to 250 i say i'm sorry 250 to 300 i think that's very reasonable but yeah, it's not that bring much. what you can bring what yeah. you can and I will help you out as yes. long as it's not some crazy. You're not shooting an SBR that's that's a, you know Creedmoor. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you got Yeah, I don't know if I think sometimes Fort Scott makes range ammo, but that's but Fort Scott's high end ammo. That's another yes, thing that is. people need to realize. Like this is really hunting defensive stuff. Yes, uh, it it's is, really it high is, end stuff. Is. Yeah, high end, high tech. Believe it or not, um, they just let me the last time I was up there actually look at you know thinking about some of the places where they make this ammo they've these have been my friends for a long time and they won't show me <laughs> any of the ammo yeah. getting made they let me into that the other day i was like what, what's happening you know. you. you've made it you've made it you've made it yeah. past the, the initial stage i was like am i dying it? after this what you know what's gonna happen um, but, yeah but you're right you're right brother the ammo but it is worth it but yeah as long as it's lead free then you're fine i don't we don't care just yeah it's just a requirement that the range requires because the city and the bourbon county of uh bourbon county kansas requires it. yeah so. so let me show off this is i i never really have done anything with this i actually bought this gun just because it's a Bushmaster, you know. Awesome, man. Bushmaster. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it in the store, and I was like, "What? That's a Bushmaster. It's got that old school old snake. School. The old school yeah. snake on it. Hold on, yes. let me see if I can get it. Can I get it to focus? I got a block. 
or come back. Good luck. Yeah, there it goes. There it is. Yeah, perfect. So there you go. Now, um, the reason why I was telling, because I was like, Lola, you know, grab that Bushmaster. Is that is that what you originally had when you know that That's was your gun actually, for a long time? Um, that was what I went through all my CIA betting with was a Bushmaster, a five hundred dollar mm. Bushmaster. Really? That I bought. I, I bought it at. I bought it. Actually, it wasn't. It, it was at a Cabela's before Cabela's got really huge. It was. You know, Cabela's was very small at the time. Their headquarters were in Sydney, Nebraska. They had just opened a store in Omaha. This was in two thousand six, and um, I went and bought one just to get one. And then when I went to Blackwater, they were giving us, we, we had an option. We could use a Blackwater gun or when we went through vetting at TDC, it was called tactical development. Of course, it was the CIGRS vetting course. Or we could utilize our own. And, I, and the Blackwater gun, it was shit. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> really? I mean, it was, it's like some Navy SEAL designed that thing. Yes, Uh-oh. I just called you out. It was just, well, I'm the reason I say oh, that because okay. at that time, at that time, Blackwater was extremely Navy SEAL heavy, but I'm just giving you, I love SEALs. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're, I've come to war with any of them. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was just so heavy. The rail system was awful. And so I'm like, I, I remember I asked, it was uh, Randy Leonard at the time, who was head of the program there, who was said I could go to TDC. I was, he was the program manager there for the, uh, for the OGA program. I said, he said, Randy, can I go with, can I just take my Bushmaster with me? And he said, yeah, go ahead. And, and I took it, and that's the only gun I went through vetting with, I trained with. I wasn't allowed to take it downrange because, it, you know, we, we can't take our own weapons downrange. It's from a contract. From mm-hmm. item. Yeah. Um, but I'm every guessing CIA that, um, vetting course I used mm-hmm. was that Bushmaster, and it was okay. $500 Bushmaster. That's what mm-hmm. I used. It was awesome. For, for it was show that it'll, it'll, it'll do its job when it needs to. It does, and so you don't need to go eight, spend three. I mean, I'm not knocking you. If you got two, twenty five hundred bucks, this thing's fucking worth it. But, yeah. but a Bushmaster will tell you is Bushmaster is extremely accurate, and it does what it needs to. And that TDC vetting was no joke. I mean, that's you had to have six years special operations experience just to attend it. At least when I went through, and it was a fifty percent pass fail rate. So you had Rangers, you had unit guys, you had SF guys, you had SEALs failing that thing. It was tough. And and I have to, I was pushed on it, but that Bushmaster rose to the occasion. It it it, it kicked ass. It did awesome. you have any special things? Like how was your Bushmaster set up? Well, did it have any? Well, I I, I had a four. I, I I still. I mean, I can do the over the top. I I, I tell people learn every method of how to carry an AR, how to shoot an AR. I can come underneath if you grip. I can come over the top. I do like the four grip. I really do. And at that time, I was using a four grip. I think it worked very well from that high carry position. So I had a CQD foregrip on it, which actually I still I put it on another gun I have right now. So I still have that old close quarter defense that Dieter foregrip that was on it. Um, and then I, I at that time stifling really wasn't a big deal. I mean, you had the normal stifling that came on the rifle. Mm-hmm. My hand would slip, so I cut a bike tire off. Mm-hmm. I cut a, I, I got an energy. Yeah, I wish I would have thought of this shit. What was I thinking, man? <laughs> yeah, make, make a ton of money now. Yeah, yeah I'm no, telling I, I, you. Cut a, I cut a bike tire off, you know, and I, and I put it on there, and I just I just got uh, not a, not sandpaper. I got a file like the big you know work uh, contractor file, and I just grinded it down so it was just all bubbly, so my hand wouldn't slip on it because the stippling on that plastic didn't work. And yeah, with with just the rubber when it got sweaty, didn't work either. But when I got it on there and I grinded it down and made it made it just all all you know just bumps on it everywhere, it was it was awesome and it, okay. and, it and it you know was comfortable. It was that, just even that little cushion of rubber mm-hmm. made it very very comfortable. 
And then now the, the, we, we didn't have a choice. The government wanted us to use EOTEX, so we had to use EOTEX with the three okay. buys, which I still like them. I mean, hey, that's still – You still running still an EOTEX? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I okay. run EOTEX. I, you know, I still yeah. like – I, I still run Vortex. I like everything, dude. I run mm-hmm. Trigicon. still makes great – I still have my, my four buy I, uh, from uh, – I mean, I, it's, it was a three buy. The old military three buy I got to keep when I left uh, 19 Special Forces Group. I got to keep my Trigicon uh, – uh, reticle site, my, my fixed reticle. Mm. Uh, DOD, you didn't hear me say that. Uh, it, it was lost. <laughs> I didn't get to keep it. Uh, lost. Now, is the statue uh, of limitations up on that? Yeah. I mean, someone was mentioning earlier when we were talking. So who was it? Someone said, you know, it's a shame all of that night vision stuff and all that that got left behind. I was, I'm wondering if the Taliban was using it. <laughs> That's why I do my speeches. People ask, Hey, do we still have the advantage of night vision? I said, well, until a couple of years ago, we did. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think we do anymore. I mean, that's just been reversed engineered and everything, mm-hmm. but, um, but you know, on the gun, I, you know, the EOTech's what we had at that time too. The only really flip up sites that were, um, that were any good. Uh, I think it was really the only thing that was out there was surefires. So it was surefire, surefire flips up. A Magpul wasn't even a thing, I don't think, at that point. But wow. now I use Spikes. Spikes makes the best flip ups. They make better than anybody. So that's what I use now. Mm-hmm. But I had I had a surefire flip ups, uh, uh, backup irons, which we had didn't know how to use to. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then the laser pointer was government, dude. I mean, government. It was it was an it was a. Uh, we're using pack twos, not pack fours. Pack twos pack two at the alphas. time, yeah, the old, yeah, the huge yeah. old cat lasers. <laughs> yep, and and uh, but it also had an IR flood, and then we had an infrared on it too. So mm. we had to how to use the IR floods, and then eventually we went to Appios, is what we went to next, mm. which is what I, I think that's still now it's just like the fourth generation Appios, which those things are tremendous, and that's what I had. In Dude, yeah, app. they're they're trying to move to Ingalls and whatnot, and those things are crazy yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know if Patrick has any questions. One thing I wanted to ask you since you, you know, you, you were doing contracting stuff. Um, I had a friend of mine who was doing that as well. I remember him. There's this picture he has being on a boat, like coming back from a mission or something. And they're tossing ARs overboard. Did you, did you see some of that stuff? Did you guys like, no, no, because, because we were governed. Well, I mean, the stuff we used, Mm -hmm. um, the agency and state department, did get clearances to get our weapon systems usually in there, or at least they got in there on the Connex. Mm-hmm. So I just say it was cleared. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it was there. So no, and it was all we had. If we got rid of that shit, we're screwed. So, um, and we always, fl- mm-hmm. and, you know, we always flew commercial air or we flew uh, on a, you know, we did have some private CIA planes, which are actually really nice inside. We had one oh, called really? the JLO. The J Lo bird, which is which it was, it was actually Jennifer Lopez's old touring bird that CI bought that we flew over, which was <laughs> awesome. Yeah, oh it was my pretty gosh. awesome. It was yeah, pretty awesome cool. until until you had over twenty people in that thing, then it sucked. But then they oh, okay. retrofitted out birds that were all like first class throughout. But after that we just threw we flew um commercial. So you you got there and you used what you had and then when you left, mm-hmm. you put it back and you didn't think about it anymore. So when you're gone from the country, if somebody got caught with that gun that's on them. It's not, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. So it's, it's your problem now. Um, but there were times I remember in early 2004 where we didn't, in the early contract days, where we didn't have enough, we didn't have enough guns for everybody. The State Department didn't have enough. Well, figure, figure that. The State Department's all. Yeah, how the hell is that possible? Yeah. 
Yeah. Exactly. Because it's the U.S. State Department. That's why it is. Um, <laughs> what? We, we actually ended up, we actually, okay. what we had to do the early days of contracting, I went out and actually, we had to buy guns on the market, which we'd go out and buy an AK or something. Mm-hmm. Or we'd trade with DynCorp. I love DynCorp. Those guys in the early days of DynCorp were high speed. But they'd go do a mission and then they would come back and we'd be waiting for them for our mission. And it, would, it literally would be, here, here's an AR. Thanks, buddy. I mean, but that was the Wild West days of contract. I know those early contractor mm-hmm. guys are smiling right now because they remember that. But here's another funny story about the AK. I bought an AK on town. I didn't have a chance to test fire before we went out. And that, that was my gun. Mm-hmm. So I went out oh, and luckily nothing happened. We got back. Everything was fine. I went to the range to test fire I got it out there and I pulled the trigger and went click. Uh, well, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> came uh, the worst. <laughs> like, okay, Loud, loudest sounds you'll ever hear. I, uh-huh. I, I took, took it apart. Well, the damn Iraqi sold it to me and didn't have a firing pin. <laughs> that's, like, that's the good Uh-oh. old days. Back that's a setup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, that might have been it. at Shot Show. That that gun might have been at Shot Show. And <laughs> <they> took <laughs> the firing pin. Oh, right. Yeah. But, that, but those, that, those, those were those were the good old early days, and, and like the Bushmaster, like I said, you know, it's mm-hmm. just wonderful, wonderful times that that we just had fun, and we got lucky. I got lucky a lot. I got lucky. Better be lucky than good. I got lucky a lot, and that's why I'm here. So you didn't see? Um, so did you see like knights armaments and all those badass guns out there? Or no, not not okay. much. Most of the stuff okay. we had uh, at the beginning, there was old Colts. Um, you'd see, you know, you'd see old, um, I I could, I, and I may not even, there may have been a Knights one that I just don't remember. I do Mm -hmm. remember the Colts. I do remember the Mm H&Ks. Um, when, when things started to get their shit together, the agency and the state department, it was the majority of the stuff. And I must have had a contract with them was mostly H&Ks, which Mm -hmm. were awesome. Those were at that time, Mm -hmm. those piston fired weapons were tremendous. Because, mm-hmm. And at that time too, yeah. you know, because they didn't dirty up, and even if they did, they keep use, they keep running. Because okay. and the the only bad thing was they were heavier than shit. Because mm-hmm. and if everybody's holding the old old age, now that being said, come on guys, I know people complain. Oh damn, I need to get that honey badger from Sig because it only weighs four pounds. I can't carry that six pound. I was like, dude, it's two pounds more. Are you serious? Yeah, but, isn't the the honey badger is from? Uh, isn't that is that from? That's a sick. That's a sick. The sick honey. Ba- the sick honey badger. Oh, I, I mean, Spikes makes Spikes oh. makes one too, but Sig Sig makes one too. But oh, okay. it's super. What I'm getting at is that it's, it's that those HKs were pretty heavy, but that's what I had in Benghazi. Then I was a four sixteen, and it was freaking awesome. That okay. thing was, was a beast. I've heard, I've and heard that good thing things about them. Yeah. Oh, they're 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 tremendous. So um, so you know, if you weren't on a government contract and you were working like maybe for a. a a Greystone, which I've worked for them before, which was a, a Blackwater offshoot or some other kind of contract that wasn't government affiliated. Yeah, they would sneak guns in. I saw guns. I mean, shit, that's what Gary Jackson almost got thrown in prison for is he was hiding guns in dog food. Mm-hmm. You know, it came over. <laughs> and and that's that's open source stuff, guys. You can read about that. But that's mm-hmm. also one of the things when Eric Prince, the issue and, and that, that shit did go on. So with your buddy telling you that I never experienced the throwing the guns overboard, but did that kind of shit happen? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it wasn't regulated because you were just trying to get your guys armed. And sometimes like in the early days, we didn't have enough weapons. So we're just trying to make sure everybody had a gun and you're doing it any way possible. Mm-hmm. Just double check to make sure it has a firing pin in before you go out on an off. <laughs> oh, oh hell yeah, man. <laughs> so it works. I mean, so. I, I was thinking like, you want to make sure there's a firing pin. 
you probably want to cite it in because typically <laughs> who knows yeah yeah who knows those things are those things have like wobbles or something in them sometimes yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, that's just yeah. one of those things where you're just yeah. you're so caught up in the moment it is pretty freaking mm-hmm. cool being in a country and being one of the rich and being like one of the first contractors where it, it really was the wild west mm-hmm. and you're like screw it i, I it's another thing well i don't have time to cite it in i gotta go I hope he's within 10 feet of me if I got to shoot. If not, I'll, I hope I hit something so I can Kentucky windage that son of a bitch. <laughs> um, oh, my but, God, man. <laughs> but it's still, it's still just that's, like, that's I got to go. I, I go. Like, if I don't, yeah. the team will be short. I'm not going to leave my team wow. short because my gun's not sighted in. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. were you so you were like you were a gun guy this whole time, right? Yeah, no, I, I've always I learned how to shoot uh, when I was on my grandpa's farm when I was growing up. I, I always grew okay. up with guns, learned how to shoot at 22 at an early age. I loved going out and flanking birds with colored guns, growing up shooting jackrabbits in southern Colorado. So, yeah, I, I've always I've always mm-hmm. loved shooting guns. I, I love guns. I do. I, I do. I'm, n- I'm not a big hunter. I've hunted, but I, I, it's, you know, honestly, after I, the, the luster for, for me wore off more so the more I deployed. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'd rather go be inside and be warm. I don't want to okay. sit out on a high site and freeze my balls <laughs> off to shoot a deer. I'll, if I need venison, I'll just go ask one of my buddies that actually will do that, and he'll give me some venison. So I have it. But, um, but I, you know, I'm not against hunting at all. Of course, I mm-hmm. love hunting. Right? And that's, that's part of the community. And hunters yeah. are tremendous. And, and, and um, But I, I've always loved, loved rifles and guns. But my, I have a more affinity for short barrel rifles. And little PDWs, I do love that because really that's what I carried throughout my career. And I do, okay. I, I love, I just, I just love how. I sense just, Patrick is about to show off. Oh, there we oh go. my gosh, look at that little MP, man. <laughs> look at that little lens. Those things yeah. are so easy to shoot and they're just so yeah. beautiful to shoot. They're so easy. Yeah. It's just a wonderful thing. I would pack that in a computer bag when I used to walk around town in Cobb. I'd really? put it in a computer <laughs> bag and I'd go blast it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was, but um, but yeah, I, I just I, little little. I think short barrel rifles are sexy. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I just love carrying these things. Yeah. So yeah, the thing I, I was, like what I was going to ask you about that is, so, you know, being in all these places, what kind of badass guns did you see? Did you ever see any of these dictator guns and badass yeah, the, AKs and all that stuff? The, yes, the coolest gun I remember. I re, I do remember. I remember being in the Ministry of Interior in Baghdad. Uh, we we had just escorted somebody in. I was with Blackwater working in the State Department contract at the time. It was the old the State Department High Threat Protection Program mm-hmm. after it changed from Bremer. It was when Bremer was there, so it wasn't the CPA program anymore. Uh, Negroponte had just come in, so it had changed over from the Coalition Provisional Authority to the State Department uh, High Threat Protection. And I remember being there, and we'd escorted somebody in, and I was out there standing, you know, standing watch, is really what I was doing, making sure that nobody's going to roll them up. And there was a there was an Iraqi that came in and he was protecting some Iraqi minister. Boy, he came in that AK-47. I swear he carnauba waxed that thing. It was beautiful, man. <laughs> it was like shiny. I, 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 it's probably one of the dumbest wow. shows out there right now. Peacemaker. Have you ever watched Pe- the? With, with uh, yeah. Really? Oh, okay. okay. No, Have you ever seen how shiny his helmet is? That's yes. how shiny that AK was. And I, I was like, and then it had a, it did, it had a gold. A golden butt stock. I don't know really? what he made it out of. And that I, wow, that is an AK is... strictly for show and not for use. <laughs> yes, that's it. I was like, oh yeah. gosh, that's beautiful. And he, you know, I, he didn't speak English. I didn't speak. Uh, I didn't speak Arabic. 
but he knew I loved it. And he let me hold it. And I just was like, wow, this is freaking cool. I'm in Baghdad right uh-huh. now guarding some guy. You know, And that's the time when car bombs were going off all the time. Uh-huh. It, it, it really was crazy. You know, uh-huh. the Ministry of Interior was just down the road on Wild Street. It wasn't too far. It was about a couple miles. I'd say five miles from Solder City. So Solder City kind of on a, on a pretty, pretty bad road intersection where Wild Street is. And it's a road going out farther. And um, and it's just being in there with this little guy. And he, he was dressed nice, dude. He had a nice collar shirt on, nice slacks. He looked a lot hell of a lot better than me. I, I was Patrick is loving this. Attack. No, that just goes to show that he was he was a show of force. He was less of a security guard, I imagine. If he's I, I dressed mean, nice and has a gold AK, I'm that's like you. asking. That's like it calling was, people like, shoot at me, shoot at me. Well, he, he looked better than I did, all 5'11 tacticals out. Holy <laughs> shit, my balls off in those old 5'11 pants that oh, make, when, you, when, you, when you've got the swap ass, it makes you feel like your balls are hanging down your knees because <laughs> they, they don't know anything about <laughs> Hey, guys, not everybody Before is... Before they put the nuts cool technology. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I, that was a cool-ass gun. I, but I, I all, always loved SIG technicals. And we worked in Kandahar, you know, had our, we had our own Kandahar security force guys. So we had our own technicals. I love seeing those Toyotas, mm-hmm. uh, those Hiluxes with mm-hmm. the PKM mounted in the back or a mm-hmm. Dishka mounted in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, I the, love it. And it's seeing just the damn coolest. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It, it's just seeing an anti-aircraft gun. Man, I mean, that's why, you know, I, I, I do. I mean, I do love my Chevys, but I still have a Tundra because I've seen those things be used and put away wet. Yeah, the high still fucking yeah. run. There, yeah. there and, um, is nothing. There is nothing more Iraqi than a Hilux with a Dushka hanging oh. out the back, and a dude in a turban just kind of yeah. Like just that is just it's, it's, it's so awesome. But, uh, I I always loved just seeing those these weapons, and then you know I taught I, of course AKs, and and then mm-hmm. also seeing uh, I think one of the coolest things I ever got to carry, and we had it in Coast and Kandahar was an AK with a tube on it. I, th- I was like, holy crap, you can put a grenade launcher, you can put a 203 what? on an AK? This is oh, freaking yeah. awesome. Wait, hold and on a second. I, is that yeah, a thing? And, I was, and that's, I, I know it because I had one, <laughs> but we got it from a, I, I don't know who manufactured it, but uh, it was our Kandahar Security Force guys. We carried them together. And the first time I saw that was in 2007. And it, it, it looked cool. I was like, man, this is holy so crap. Cool. I didn't know this and was it, a, I didn't know this was a thing. The yeah, Russian underbarrel. Right Those there. Russian underbarrels are is, they're totally different. What? And yeah, that is that's that looks yeah. like the one I had. And yeah. Yeah, what I loved, if you had a good AK forty seven with the nice oh wood, gosh. it just wood is so awesome. I, I still love guns that are just it just makes yeah. it warm. It's it's just yeah. beautiful. And we and, need uh, a I, we I, need a grenade launcher AK forty seven now. Uh, I got. I know we gotta have one. Definitely yeah. gotta have one. Those, those um, underbarrel grenade launchers on those are really neat. Yeah, they are cool. And um, then on the pistol side of the house, you know, um, see, I, you know, I, I got lucky enough to be on a contract. Um, and actually, this was with Evan Haper. When I talked, said, hey, Evan, I worked on a contract. We were from We worked GRS together, but we also taught Afghanis together, teaching Makarov classes. Even though the Makarov, I wouldn't ever put it anywhere in a holster because that thing's going to no. go off. I don't give a oh. shit what kind who makes it. <laughs> But I, I, I did like – I thought it was a cool gun to learn how to shoot, and then I got to learn how to teach with it and learn how to yeah. break it down, and it yeah. is a cool gun. Mark, yeah, Walter – one, one of the guys who's always here on the show with us from Safety Harbor Firearms, Walter, he's he's got a bunch of them. They are cool-looking guns, man. They look yeah. almost sci-fi. 
They do. They do. But yeah. like I said, they just they just go off on their own. They do have a mind of their own. They just fucking go off. It's like just sitting right there. It's like the Mockroft's like, okay, I think I'm just going to shoot. And they'll just go, what the hell was that? Um, the funniest thing, I remember teaching one class, and I remember the Afghanis. Was, and I love those guys and teaching them and Mockroft, and it was a level one. And I remember one of them, I'm on the line teaching, and he scratches his head with the barrel. He does oh. this with the inside post. I'm like, what? No. That's like, stop. I'm like, tell him right now, knock that shit. Mean, Why do people do that? I But you know what? That's just, they are so comfortable. And that's, I think, our country. I think that we, we, we get so spun up about guns, but how they have no idea how other cultures are so comfortable with, I mean, literally... It's, it is. It's everyday thing. It's like it's no big deal. I, I'm around this thing all the time. And, yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. and so what? If it goes off, it goes off. Inshallah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I hope now I'll go to fucking. I'll go see uh, Allah in the in the big in the big PX in the sky. Inshallah, that happens if it goes <laughs> off. You know, so I, 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 yeah, but that thing was cool. I, I told, but as far as uh, American guns, I, I, you know, U.S. the stuff we carried, it wasn't necessarily the guns. It just was getting the cool accessories. When better IR lasers came, when better night vision goggles came, mm-hmm. you know, when when EOTechs, even though we're pretty much using EOTechs all the time, even them getting better and better and better, and and, and that's what I love as far as American accessories. It's just not the not the black rifle. I said a black rifle is a black rifle is a black rifle. We what we, are we so really cool own the accessory accessories. market. Yeah, the, the yeah. stuff that we produce is just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> suppressors, night vision. Oh, the, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Let me and just show you guys this. You're talking about crazy stuff. Look at the, oh. this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh Why, God, do, Why do people do that? <laughs> you know what? I don't have any idea. I, 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 uh, I, I, that's, that's an accident crazy. waiting to happen. <laughs> yes, A bad one. <laughs> he's going to definitely have his own colonoscopy. Right there. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I did love it and I did love not just the guns but but being around the different, you know, like like I said, the different vehicles and, and getting to be with and the old kit cars which sucked, which was basically a suburban with light skin with a, like an armored carrier in it that was awful. <laughs> then seeing, you know, and then having to have it were up armored, having a Mercedes that's a level seven armor with a B twelve in it that Wow, this, this thing's I can still go 160k and this thing weighs eight million pounds because yeah. I'm basically driving a Bradley. Wow, but mm-hmm. with pool, you know, yeah. even though it still didn't have cup holders in it, which always pissed me off. It's like we spent 250,000 on this motherfucking armored Mercedes and I still have nowhere to put my <laughs> coffee. What kind of shit is this? We are living like savages. Yeah, I, you got to do a you got to do a bodyguard driving class one time. Come on, we I, you know yeah. here we will. We're doing a PSD course at I call it Solder City out here in Port Scott. Though we'll have so much fun, buddy. Batteries, yeah. those are so yeah. yeah yeah. What are you gonna say, Patrick? We're gonna and we're gonna wrap the, up. Just, yeah, last just last point. I think from from the reading that I've done on your time in the military, that time frame. You guys got to see kind of the coolest yeah. in the technology yeah. side of things come around. Mm-hmm. Going from uh, I, going from iron sights, M16s, M4s, all the way up to like the coolest of shit in your hands. You know, and, and things as things are still getting better. I have to say, mm-hmm. I mean, I I've heard now that they have imagery where, and some of the unit guys and SOCOM guys have imagery where they can open up a map and it actually turns into three dimensional imagery. Wow. Holy crap, that is so awesome! Now I've never seen it. I've heard it's there. Mm-hmm. But for me to say that that's not an entire possibility, 
I'd be lying to you. Of course, yeah. we are. That's something out of a Marvel movie, but yeah, I'm sure with like VR and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. You yeah. can do really yeah. cool stuff. All the positioning things that we're always talking about where you can know where all your guys are and, you know, and we're seeing a it's lot amazing. of, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, being used over in the Ukraine. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. Maybe the next time uh, we'll see yeah. if the, that's still going to be going the next time when you come on, but there's a lot of cool, crazy shit you know, going on over there as well. Yeah. Um, well that's, that's where it's just, that's, that's why we are, we are not, we are not saying that's not the main reason we're the main reason we are so good and why we are the best, especially mm -hmm. in the special operations community. It's because of that person, because mm -hmm. of that never quit actor, because of that drive that, that mm -hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm, I, I'm gonna to win it, but I'm going to do it not just for myself, but for, for the person next to the right and left of me, because the mission says, you know, hundred percent and then some, I'm going to do it. But mm -hmm it does help having the advantage of, of all that technology. And to say that night, even in Benghazi that night, having that laser, having the infrared lasers, having the IR lasers, having the, the awesome night vision, we had PVS. I want to say, I think there were tens. They were the, they were the first, not the 15s, which is a binocular. The tens are the first one, the ones we had, which we got from a uh, task force, which we got from the night stalkers, having that and being able to just to, I mean, it, 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 it was like shooting. Shoot, I, it was like shooting people playing hide and go seek. That you're, it's, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. that you're it's a, it's the you, only. It's it's seriously is the only superpower that you can just buy and strap to your head. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, if it, you're it, it, if you are fighting against somebody who has no night capabilities, it's just completely unfair. Like, oh, it is. You it's can see them perfectly, and they have no idea you're there. Mm -hmm. It's it's a definite force multiplier. It, it oh, yeah. is, and I, and I'm glad we had it. And um, I have no problem saying I shot terror. I, I don't feel I cold callous. No, no, they were terrorists. They were trying to kill us. They didn't. We didn't yeah. go after them. It's, it's, and 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 Ron was right. And he the movie again. I movie was very accurate. And we mm -hmm. were we were we were part of the whole process. We helped write the script. You know, we were actually were on set at, at different times. Um, we were base studios helping out. I got to know Pablo very well. I don't think we're as close as we once were, but we were close at that point. And I, I still consider him a friend. I think he does me as well. They got to play in the movie, but mm -hmm. they got that. They got that right. And when Roan said they have no idea what's coming for them, we all felt that way. He said that shit. And the reason you can feel that way, not just because of the people around you, but it's like, holy shit, they don't have night vision. They don't have yeah. infrared oh, yeah. measures. They don't have all this tech that we have. They don't have this armor. They don't have the, and and they don't they're not cool enough to fight in shorts and I did I fought in shorts <laughs> um, and I just want I did want to get back to you. I know we got to go mm -hmm. I also we couldn't put in the movie I also was wearing a Mickey Mouse oh oh you couldn't Disney wouldn't have released that up. there's yeah, no I way I guess that's not woke that's not woke enough for Disney yeah. I guess but uh, damn that ain't if there ain't anything more America than Mickey Mouse shooting terrorists I don't know oh hell no hell no man <laughs> I would have put a bootleg version <laughs> yeah, yeah I would have put a I would have gotten the danger mouse or something to give the, <laughs> but, um, the approval yeah, you know? it, it just it's I, I was very I've been very blessed to, to have been spent time downrange when I did and to spend time in the Rangers when I did and to be allowed to come back in when honestly when I got kicked out the first time for what I did I shouldn't have gotten all the discharge but I had tremendous leaders Frank Griffey who's a Ranger Hall of Famer and uh and and general who was that time that time was Captain Pete McCamera's now general of camera guys that were able to finagle me an honorable discharge I don't know why they did it they must have saw something in me but I'm you know, I'm glad they did because I know my life would have turned out a lot differently if I didn't go back in the military. I probably would have went off the rails and you'd be talking 
to me probably from Folsom Prison somewhere <laughs> than than what happened. But I'm very blessed. And like I said, babyface buddy, I was very blessed to go through that time and see just the, the progression of weapon systems and technology and and mm-hmm. just be on the ground and all that and be with some of the greatest warriors this this that this world has ever produced. Yeah, uh, man. Especially I- in Rome above. Yeah, I feel like, you know, America is grateful and and, uh, fortunate to have folks like you and your brothers in arms, you know, that have served and, uh, you know, put their lives on the line, lost their lives, uh, lost limbs and uh, lost families and, you know, gone through a lot of things uh, to make us, you know, to make this a better place for all of us, you know, so. I appreciate that. uh, yeah, we, you know, I just, I just want to make sure I said that, and you know, we appreciate you, man. I hope we, I hope we can get you to come back on here. I know today was like oh, yeah. crazy. But you didn't give up, and I'm glad you didn't give up, and you know, we were able to do this, man. Um, but it's, it's my, it's my honor. You guys just, just let me know. We'll get a date. You've got your, your wife and my wife. Hey, man. All little has got to do is yeah, they say, worked hey, it out. Yeah. To come back on, and, she, and I'll be coming back on. Yeah. I ain't gonna be on, but I, I'd be honored to come back on and you know, talk more because this is this is this to me is also very therapeutic, and I do appreciate that. So thank you guys. Thank you oh, so th- much. Thanks for, for sharing what you on. did. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna let these guys tell you all how you can support them, follow them on social media and stuff like that. I see a lot of the guys in the chat. You know, we didn't get a lot of the comments in, but they're, very, you know, very glad for you coming on and for us Thank actually you. making Thank it happen. And, and they really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to start with Patrick and let him tell everyone out there where you can find him and support him. Go for it, Patrick. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube.com slash babyfacep if you want to look at how to build stuff. I still have I have some more content on the way. I, I've been in a little bit of a dry spell, but we got more stuff coming. Or Instagram <laughs> is uh, uh, baby underscore face P. Uh, and that'll be it. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, you know, I think I've got a couple of weeks that I'm going to still be here. We're going we're gonna to get together and do some shooting before I get back on the road again. But, uh, you know, we, we've got I, a whole I have some brand new AK-74s that need test firing. So right. that might happen. Oh, that, love, are, oh man, that's a, that round. I love that little. I mean, yeah. just, yeah. just yeah. I mean, it's just so, so it's powerful, but it, there's no mm. kick to it because it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. I used to yeah. teach that course to all the CIA Jason Bournes going over before they went over. And um, yeah, they all could bend bullets. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're ever coming to Florida, Tonto, you know uh, we'll we'll make some yeah. plans. Come and shoot with us. Definitely, um, bro. I appreciate. You know, that. We'll make some plans to do that. Tell the folks out there how they can support you. What what are sure. the ways that they can do that? Uh, you know, just just being here and listening to me run my suck is support. And I do appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. It's still humbling that. I'm even, dude, I'm old news. I mean, there's so much other shit going on right now. So it's still humbling that people even want to hear me from me every once in a while. So thank you for that. But, um, I do have a website, Christanoprano.com has everything that I, that I do, uh, business wise on there. Um, so you can attend battle line tactical real, the vodka, the vodka is tremendous. I love our vodka and it's with another Ranger, Ben Morgan. So we have a ton of vodka that you can get in some States and that you can get nationally through a national distributor, but it's all on that page. Adeline Tactical, which we've talked about quite a bit. We'll have a lot. We'll have more courses, a lot more courses next year. So get ready. But we have the night vision course coming up here in December. And then, um, you know, three books, 13 hours that I wrote with the guys and Mitchell Zukov and then the Ranger Way Patriots Creed. And then also, um, I know I'm forgetting the foundation, 14th Hour Foundation. And then also uh, myself and Adam Painchod from Six Hour, uh, from Sig Academy who started, uh, we run with, e- oh, other side, <laughs> there it is, E3, E3 Firearms, which is a, uh, 
which is a training, another training site, a lot of e-content on there. Um, and if you're part of E3 Firearms, you get a lot of big, big discounts on anything that I do from training courses to all of our sponsors from Fort Scott Munitions to Maglite. And so check out E3 Firearms and, and social media wise, realchristanoperano.com. It's a blue check mark, guys. If it doesn't have the blue check mark, it's not me. And then Facebook, Chris Perano. And again, it has to have that blue check mark. I don't do twatter. I don't twat anymore. I don't <laughs> like twatter. Um, but those two are my main social media pages. And um, Facebook is a business page. It is. I do some stuff on it, but it really is relegated to business. Um, but Instagram, my personal Instagram page, that's me. That's nobody writing for me. And I don't get political in it. It's it's all positive, faith-based, family a lot of stuff from guns to a community constitution. That's not political. Constitution is not political, guys. It's the constitution. And then, um, then also I, I do do battle line tactical, and then I also have real Tano tactical, which is a, really just used mainly for the stuff I rep, like spikes tactical, gladiator solutions, Fort Scott munitions, and that's that's me as well. So, awesome. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. You know, and so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to run in the end, but we're not leaving yet. We're going to I'm going to run the end in real quick. We're going to come back and Tonto, we're going to ask you to leave our audience with some words of wisdom and then we're going to get out of here. So you got a couple of seconds to think about it. I'm going to run in the end in real quick right now. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We're not doing any more shows. Uh, this week, we've got some other stuff going on here I need to take care of, but you can you can find the audio portion of this. It's going to be up on iTunes. You can find it on HankStrange.com. You can get it on Audible. There's all kinds of great places. I really do want to thank my friend Babyface P for uh, coming in, being patient <laughs> with us, as well as, you know, my friend Chris Tonto Peranto for really being patient. Me, so this is all good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, he put that – I bet you he ate the pickle, but the sandwich is no, still there. Oh, I was he didn't eat the pickle. Good. I haven't even touched it. Okay? <laughs> if he didn't eat the pickle, he is really – he yeah. is really on some next level. Man, stop talk- I'm hungry, guys. Stop talking about food. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. So hit us with the hit us with the words of wisdom, Tonto. Guys, and this is very simple. We talked about obstacles. We talked about never giving up, never quitting. If you fail, guys, I always say this. And I even write it in my books. And this is something I do. I did say this is something I did quite. Failing is just a step towards success. If you fail, learn from it. Push on. Continue on. So when you're hit with that obstacle again, you know how to beat it. Failing is nothing but just a step towards success. If you don't believe me, ask every successful person out there how many times they failed before they became successful. And I'm not going to give props to Bill Gates or anything like that, but don't think the Internet and all that crap would be what it was if you didn't Bill Gates and those guys didn't fail a ton of times and learn from it. And in our community as well, if you read the Ranger Way, all the Ranger Way is is about me screwing up. It's about me failing over and over again. Learn from it. Then when you hit that obstacle again, you know how to conquer it. So don't worry if you fail at something. Just pick yourself up. Keep driving on. Learn from it. You won't fail again. And then when you do, learn from that, and you'll be able to accomplish your goals and accomplish those obstacles that keep popping up more so even if they do get harder. Failing is just a step toward success. That's what. That's my words of wisdom right there. Awesome. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Stay right there. Thanks to everyone for being patient with us. We'll see you guys next week. I'm going to hit the button right now.